MMR's President Seed Podcast is brought to you by Acme. Get more from your store with Acme's Fresh Pass program. Acme Markets. Fresh food, local flavors. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show Podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's News Update with Kathy Romano. Today is Thursday, the 28th day of September. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning. In the news this morning, Philadelphia police have arrested a woman accused of encouraging looters while live on social media Tuesday night. 21-year-old Deja Blackwell, also known as Meatball, allegedly used her social media platform to encourage people to engage in looting at several locations and is alleged to have engaged in criminal activities herself, according to the district attorney's office. Steve, you were asking yesterday, you were like, if there's a, you know, how do you organize this many people to do something like this? Yeah. Most likely, easiest way, social media. There had to be some evidence out there. And you saw the video, I'm sure, where she's just going on and on and on. Streaming live from the various sites where they were um, looting. Nice job, idiot. Yeah, didn't think she would get caught. Uh-huh. And then the cops come over to the side of the car and, and she's, I'm not I'm not doing anything. They've been watching the yeah. stream. Yeah, watching they know video. exactly what's been going yep. on. Years, a couple of years ago, Preston, might have been at the Kreischer, um, the, you know, the, 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 the pandemic. Uh, the, the, the outdoor the, show. On, outdoor show, yeah. I was talking to some police officers. I said, "You won't." They're in, they monitor social media all the time to look for insight into what might be going on criminally. Yeah, sure. And certainly, here's a perfect example. What yeah. kind of following does she have? Do we know? I don't uh, know. About a hundred thousand followers. Is it? Okay. Yeah. Uh, so she is charged with burglary, conspiracy, criminal trespass, riot, criminal mischief, criminal use of communication facility, receipt of stolen property, and disorderly conduct. Blackwell has since posted bail and is due back in court next month. She was arrested on the 5600 block of Rising Sun Avenue after being observed by officers at a gas station. Blackwell was one of 52 people taken into custody by police on Tuesday. Three juveniles were also apprehended. The chaos started at 7.30 Tuesday after numerous 911 calls. At least 18 state-run liquor stores were broken into, leading the Pennsylvania Liquor Control Board to close all 48 of its Philadelphia retail locations and one in suburban Sheltonham on Wednesday. A decision has not yet been made on whether they will reopen the stores today. Other stores in and around the city were ransacked, including Lululemon, Foot Locker, and the Apple Store. Video on social media shows masked people in hoodies running out of Lululemon with merchandise and police officers grabbing several and tackling them to the sidewalk. Photos of a sporting goods store at uh, a mall showed mannequins and sneakers scattered on the sidewalk. The thefts and unrest stretched from downtown to northeast and west Philadelphia, leaving smashed display windows and broken storefront coverings. Police said seven cars were stolen from a lot in northeast. Uh, Three of the cars have been recovered as of Wednesday afternoon. Six businesses in a single retail corridor in North Philadelphia were looted including three pharmacies, a hair salon, a tax preparation company, and a cell phone store. Police say they are extending shifts for officers to make sure that they are prepared for any issues through the weekend. Uh, even though police presence was increased last night, the looting still continued. You know, you, you think about the whole thing, and obviously there's the obvious. It's theft. It's illegal. You shouldn't be doing it. But you think about the employee of that cell phone store who's yeah. just trying to scrape things together yeah, to cover totally. the bills. Yeah. Yeah. Now, what are they going to do now? The, the, you know, the, the people that do this type of thing, Thing, that organize this type of thing and think it's a good idea, you've not thought it through. No, you've sure not so. thought it yeah. all through. That not that this is going to, even if you got away with stealing a few things, this uh, is going to come back to bite you in the ass. It will. It is, and, and by not necessarily meaning you're going to go off to jail or anything no. like that, but things are going to be made so... 
you're not going to... It's like you said, we can't have nice things. Can't have nice things. This is what's going to happen. Yeah. This, these things, yeah. stuff is going to be taken away from you right. in the long run, or there's going to be harder, uh, you know, uh, policing, and just, it, it's just... you Or they might just take it away altogether. You're just not thinking. Well, they're already things, closing man. down stores. Like, you know, like Wawa yeah. already said, you know what, we're... Um, we're closing early. We're, we're closing not early. Not going to hours. Or we're pulling out completely. Or we're going to pull out completely. So, you know... You know, and, and so years from now, when you look back, you go, "Man, I was responsible. I, I, I had a part in this." Well, what you're saying, you know? think about also is if you see <laughs> as these places start to move out, then you have senior citizens in the area that relied on those pharmacies oh, yeah. Yeah. within walking yeah. distance. All of that, there is a there's a, um, a an avalanche, effect. a domino effect that occurs. It's not even thought of. Yep. I mean, or people like me who need like a bottle of tequila. Yes, Come on, man. Oh, Mommy needs now. her meds. Come on. Uh, I'm Vin Diesel. Every night, Kathy Brown has to go to sleep without tequila. Won't you help? She's family. Like a family. Oh, can I, quick side note here. Uh, I will tell you, though, having no kitchen for uh, a few weeks. You've I cut back on the tequila? I've cut back on uh, drinking like alcohol, having like a glass of wine, really? margarita, whatever, during the week. Because, like, so there's a positive side to the looting. There's a positive. No, no, oh, no, not no, the no, looting. No, 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 Stop. No. I'm just letting you know having no kitchen means The not severe really. water damage was worth it in her house. <laughs> right, right, exactly. So would, I know that you're, you're constantly, you're always cooking. Uh, and so <laughs> I assume you're drinking uh, while you're cooking, right? I thought you were going to say, Kathy, that uh, tequila makes a very suitable dinner. With yeah. no kitchen. I mean, yeah, it depends. Yeah. Yeah. Mommy, tequila again? <laughs> no, Nick, I learned from going to a winery one time. You need to eat. Yeah, you do. I've seen pictures. Okay, uh, moving on. Uh, <laughs> back to the news. Enough of the booze and back to the news. Oh, my God, I love that. Now back to the news. <laughs> Surveillance video captured the moment an ATM was ripped out of a business in Philadelphia's Fair Hill neighborhood. It happened at 4.30 in the morning Tuesday. The you know what I might suggest? Let's start filling up ATMs with hornets. <laughs> uh, yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. How about that? That's a great uh, idea. This happened in the 500 block of West Somerset Street. Police say the suspect walked into the store, wrapped a chain around the ATM, and drug it out of the store through the <laughs> front right. door using a U-Haul truck. Remember they were blowing them up last summer. Yeah. You can see the suspect t- uh, placing the ATM in the back of the truck and driving off. Police are asking that you call them if you have any information on the theft or the, uh, of the ATM or the suspect. Two parents in Bucks County are facing even more charges after police say seven children were found living in deplorable conditions back in May. 47-year-old Shane Robertson and 37-year-old Crystal Robertson of the 600 block of Roseanne Lane in West Rock Hill Township are now charged with assault. This comes after their children told investigators that the parents regularly beat and whipped them. The children involved range in age from 16 to just four years old. The investigation initially began with a report of children entering an abandoned trailer on April 23rd in the Green Top Trailer Park. Officers investigated and found that seven children living in dirty clothes, surrounded by feces and rats in an abandoned trailer. When officers brought the children to their parents who lived in the trailer next door, police say they also found deplorable living conditions and a refrigerator secured with a padlock. During the initial investigation, police say it was found that none of the seven children had attended school and lacked basic knowledge. Several of them didn't even know their birthday. All of the children are now in the care of the county. 
I, how okay? And I know. they went on for how long like that? Like how, the oldest was sixteen. I mean, yeah, it says wow. sixteen. Uh, yeah, and I don't think any of them oh. went to school. I mean, unbelievable living mm. in the trailer, an abandoned trailer, getting beat, a padlock on the refrigerator. Like that just made me so sad. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. To hear that, like these poor yep. kids were probably starving and horrible uh, people. But they're in the care of, of the county now, so hopefully uh, they're doing better, and those people will go to jail. All right, let's do sports this morning. Oh, hang on. I hit the button. Hang on. What the hell? Oh. Hey, let me try this again. Casey, it's not fire. Oh. Now everything's firing. What's happening? What's happening? Oh, my God. There was some kind of a lag. I hit the button. And I, it didn't go, and I hit it again, and I hit it again. All of a sudden, it went kaboom, bang, bang. Kaboom, 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 The Phillies won their seventh yeah. game in a row, nice. beating the Pittsburgh Pirates seven six last night at the ballpark. They did it! Just Gar- for fun. Garrett, so, yeah, yeah. Garrett Stubbs hit a three-run home run, sparking a rally for the Phils that was completed when Bryce Harper hit a go-ahead solo shot in the seventh inning a day after clinching the National League top wildcard spot. The series wraps up with the Phils' regular season home game tonight. Zach Wheeler is scheduled to get the start, though he's not expected to pitch late into the game. The first pitch is set for 6.05. Last night at Subaru Park, the Union and FC Dallas played a 1-1 draw. The Union are in third place in the Eastern Conference as both teams move to 1-0-4 in the past five matches. Quinn Sullivan scored for the Union and Andre Blake made three saves. The Union are on the road this weekend with a game in Ohio against the Columbus Crew. The match on Saturday will begin at 7.30. In NBA news, the Portland Trail Blazers are trading superstar guard Damian Lillard to the Milwaukee Bucks as part of a three-team trade. Lillard will go to Milwaukee with Drew Holiday, DeAndre Ayton, and Tomani Kamara. A few And a few draft picks are headed to the Blazers. The Phoenix Suns will also get four players in the trade. And the Flyers lost to the Islanders 2-1 last night in New York. They have their first preseason home game tomorrow night. They'll host the Bruins at 7 o'clock. And that's what I have for you this morning. Thank you oh so much, Kathy. And uh, welcome to Thursday. A majority of the week has come and is going away. And we move towards Friday and give away our Word of the Week prize. We have a four-pack of seats for Jerry Seinfeld Friday, October 6th at the Met in Philadelphia. I just found out this morning... Jerry is going to be on our program next week. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, he, that is amazing. He is very picky about interviews, so yeah, yeah. we got him. So I'm looking forward to that. Uh, we have a few other interviews that we will actually do today. We're going to have, have a Will Friedel, Pod Meets World. You remember him from Boy Meets World. Well, they have a show uh, that's coming to town. It is Saturday at the Met, and uh, it's called uh, Pod Meets World, the Kids Want to Jump Tour. <laughs> These things are hugely popular. Yeah, and apparently Marissa, I did not know this, but Boy Meets World was her jam. Massive show for her. In a big way. So she's thrilled. And not only that, he's. Uh, we were talking uh, yesterday about the fact that he has done loads of voiceovers for uh, shows on Nickelodeon and, and a, a bunch of other uh, animated features. Deadpool, uh, Green Lantern, Blue Beetle, 
Batman Beyond. Batman yeah. Beyond was a big one. He's done tons of VO work. Kyle's also a massive fan as well. <laughs> yeah. Okay. It must yeah. be. I, I, it's that age. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because he sent me. Kyle sent me a uh, a picture of him and a little a little yeah. link to his information, and I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> Kyle's yeah. all of a sudden interested. Yeah. But I guess it was uh, his yeah his time frame. So uh, we'll talk to him in the eight o'clock hour. We're also going to have uh, Peter Fascinelli on a new movie called On Fire, which he directed. Yeah. From uh, yeah. Said. Yeah. Uh, in theaters on Friday tomorrow. So we'll talk to him about that. We have Crumb Bum Cash, a chance to win $1,000 a couple of times. And I highly recommend you watch our YouTube stream when it starts. Oh, really? Yeah. Huh. They may just want to watch it. Oh. I don't know. All right. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, let's take a break. We'll come back in a second. And uh, the entertainment report is up when we return, of course, and a stupid question for some stuff for you to win. Stay put. We won't be gone long. Looking for fun things to do this weekend? Pierre Robert's weekend calendar has you covered. Shows in town, movies to see, exhibits and specials around the Delaware Valley. Just use keyword weekend calendar at WMMR.com to get the list. Get social with Preston and Steve. Find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. And coming soon to OnlyFans. I'm kidding. Football's back, and this Eagle season, there are huge prizes to be won at Acme. Enter Acme Swooping and Win Sweepstakes, and you could win up to $10,000 cash or 2024 Eagle season tickets. And all you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at acmeswoopinandwingame.com. Acme makes sure Eagles fans have all their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. Stop in and discover why football is better at Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. Hi, I'm Steven Singer. Yep, that's me, the I hate Steven Singer guy. Why do other jewelers hate me? I'm a nice guy. Because other jewelers just want to throw up when you ask, can I trade in my old diamond studs? Why? I guess it's because they're in the business of selling. I'm in the love business. I love to see my friends come back and trade in their old diamond studs. It's true. You can start with any size and upgrade them for a bigger pair anytime you want. Get exactly what you paid. Not only do other jewelers not want you to trade in your diamond studs, but even if they do, they don't give you back what you paid. Why are their diamonds worth less? Oops. Come see me, the real Steven Singer, a real jeweler, whose diamonds are always worth what you pay. Visit me at the other corner of 8th and Walnut. By phone, 888-I-HATE-STEVEN-SINGER. Online, IHateStevenSinger.com. Oh, by the way, these stunning Anita diamond stud earrings are always 100% eye-flawless, near-colorless, brilliant-cut diamonds, magnificent and bright white, topped off with my 14-carat safety silicone backs. IHateStevenSinger.com. One place, one price. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. We will ask a stupid question, see if you can call in with the answer. It's a four-pack of admission tickets for Adventure Aquarium uh, that we'll offer up. And the question is as follows. Which Canadian city was originally called Bytown? Bytown. Yeah. I didn't know this. 215-263-WMMR. And I don't know why it was called Bytown, but let's see if you know the answer to that. 215-263-WMMR. We'll mention uh, some birthdays while we... Uh, wait for your answer. Steve, I never really mentioned uh, the people who have passed birthdays because right. there's just, then we would be, be doing the entire history a lot of, people have of died. Hollywood and music and all that. But I, I glanced over at IMDb because Nick always pulls this up of people celebrating birthdays today. And I saw a name and I recognized a face and then I clicked on it. And I'm like, oh, okay. Sylvia Christel. Yes. Yeah. Had a birthday. She was 
Emmanuel. Oh my God! Yes, right. Oh, wow, yes. How important were those movies? Well, they yeah, were I they were soft R yes. uh, movies, uh, and they were hard, uh, hard R, R, I should R, say, R. soft yeah, X, soft core. Yes, yeah, of core, and uh, they were a quintessential part of early cable. <laughs> yes, yeah, very much, very very important and, to a young man growing up at that time when pay, when cable television was in its infantile stage. And if your parents hadn't paid for the full package, you had to watch it wavering yeah. and semi, you know, fluttering on the screen. But it was it was wonderful. Emmanuel. Emmanuel. There were like nine Emmanuel yeah, films. Yeah, there were. The, yep, there were a bunch of that them. That was her whole deal. All right, so back to the living. Uh, <laughs> Brigitte Bardot. Barely. Has her birthday <laughs> yeah, today. Yeah, yeah. She's 89. Yeah, yeah French yeah. actress and God-created woman. She um, was a she was a screen goddess for the longest time. Bombshell. Bombshell. A big animal activist and then went completely nuts. Uh, she is 89 today. Uh, Janine Garofalo celebrates her birthday today. Uh, she's 59 years old. I really haven't seen her do I always anything think of in a while. when uh, her name pops up because you sent her flowers one time, which I thought was a nice gesture. Yeah, well, she was going to be coming on the show, and uh, I was a fan, and uh, we wanted to kind of make an impression. Yeah, yeah. So sent over some flowers. She was really nice. I like her stuff, but she kind of, I haven't seen her. Not, not around, yeah. Pulling up her IMDb, lasting. <laughs> she, I mean, she's still doing stuff. Uh, here, uh, she's Harley Quinn. She's the voice of uh, Signora or Signora and Mom. So she's doing some things here and there, but I haven't seen her in. I guess she was in Billions, one episode there. Billions, two episodes. So she hops up for, for doing um, solo shows, uh, but she uh, yeah. listen. Her uh, she's on that original Ben Stiller show, which is great. Yeah. Uh, her she, she's a movie stealer and cable guy mm-hmm. as the waitress at the Medieval Times. Guilty pleasure mine is uh, Truth About Cats and Dogs. It's a I wonderful rom com, a, a fun little rom com. Have you ever yeah. seen that, Kathy? I think uh, you would like yes, that. I yeah, have. Yeah. Yes, I have. Uh, so she's 59 today. Hillary Duff. The Duffer. Yeah, Lizzie McGuire, of course. Uh, and was she on, uh, wait, uh, uh, How, how I, I Met, met your, your Mother. Father. Your father, yeah. How I Met Your Father, yeah. Uh, so she is uh, 36 years old today. Uh, we also have actress Naomi Watts. Ah. Yep, beautiful woman. Beautiful, um, fine young lady. And she was uh, married to Leif Schreiber. Uh, that's correct, yes. Um, she with Ben Foster? I always forget. I ben Foster. So. Okay. Yes, and I think they, did they just have, they didn't have a kid, did they? I don't know. I don't know. You know who worked with her uh, recently? Frank Grillo. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the Ring, King Kong, bunch of great movies. Uh, she's 50. They should combine those two movies. Was she in? Where in a week, King Kong comes to your house <laughs> and kills you. Was she in uh, that, that Oz uh, movie with... Um, uh, where you know who James played? Franco? Yeah, with James Franco, was she in that? No, that was um, was it Mila Kunis? Wait, what movie? She is was, it? but they were the the other. Oh, the, the other one was was um, from um, Dawson's Creek uh, and um, um, Michelle Williams. Michelle Williams. Michelle Williams. Yes. I get them mixed up from time to time. Okay, so are you thinking about Robin Wright and Ben Foster? That's that's it. They that's why looks, I get those guys mixed yeah. up. It's crazy. They look similar, yeah. There's too many people doing things. There's too many people. Knock it off. Not only that, but I was like, wasn't she married to, uh, in my mind, Sean Penn? Emmanuel. No, 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 Sean Penn. And then you said Leah Schreiber. I'm like, well, then who the heck is married to Sean Penn? (laughs) Well, where did I get Munson? (laughs) Naomi Watts is 55. By the way, Casey, it looks like the uh, phone lines are not working on the board. Uh, It's a new feature. If you could reset that, that, maybe that's why we had that wonderful sports theme (laughs) fiasco earlier. All right, so Mira Sorvino, who's Currently on Dancing with the Stars, yes, has her birthday today. She is fifty six years old. I've always uh, loved Mira Sorvino. I mean, yeah. uh, Romeo and Michelle puts her in the pantheon for me. 
Uh, so happy birthday to her. Moon Unit Zappa, singer of Valley Girl, daughter of Frank Zappa, of course. Uh, she is 56 today. Oh, I should have mentioned this earlier. It's Bam's birthday. Bam! Yeah. Bam Margera turns 44 years old. We had Brandon Novak in yesterday, and we spoke a little bit about Bam and, and his recovery efforts. And apparently he's uh, a month into sobriety. That's the word, and we're hoping for the best for him. It does look good, because we do want the best for him. Yeah, most definitely. Uh, so he turns 44 today. So if you see Bam, tell him a happy birthday. Have a happy birthday. Uh, Jeffrey Jones, the actor. Uh, uh, Rooney from Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Uh, nine times. That's him? Nine times. Mm-hmm. Nine times. Uh, Beetlejuice. Uh, Amadeus. He's great in Amadeus. He's excellent as the king. Uh, Ed Wood, one of your yeah. favorite movies. Terrific. He plays uh, 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 Criswell. Yeah. And... Um, yeah, on for Red October, tons of stuff. So he's 77 today. Uh, one of the all-time greats in the world of har- hockey, Grant Fuhrer, has his birthday. First African-Canadian <laughs> uh, to be inducted into the Hockey Hall of Fame. Pretty yeah, sure that that starting lineup had five uh, or maybe six Hall of Famers. Those <laughs> not, not just like all-stars. Yeah. Hall of some Famers. Some of the great, some, greatest time. Yeah, some of the greatest that have ever played the game. Uh, he is 61. And then the last birthday, Dita Von Teese. Oh, we've had her in the studio. That is correct. And uh, she is an actress and a model, and uh, she turns 51 you know, years old today. Well, the day she came in, there were a bunch of her fans, who were the people that we knew, who asked if they could come in. They all came in dressed like Tita Von Teese. Yeah, they yeah. all were rocking that sort of look. Yeah, that uh, that vampy, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. gothic uh, kind of uh, screen legend look that she has. So, uh, happy birthday to everyone celebrating a birthday today. Let's see if we can get an answer to the stupid question. Uh, which Canadian city was originally called Bytown? I have no idea. Uh, Marissa, the screen doesn't have any information on it all, so I don't know anybody's names or what they're doing. I'm just going to randomly go to a phone line and see who this is. Hi, you're on the air. Good morning. Who is this? Hey, bitches. Hey, what? What's your name? <laughs> My name is Joyce. All right, Joyce, which Canadian city was originally called Bytown? That would be Ottawa. Ottawa. Oh. Yeah, Joyce. Hang on. We're going to give you a four-pack of admission tickets to Adventure Aquarium. They have the glow. With glittering gourds of all shapes and sizes and species, it's uh, during the fantastic fall days. Now, through November 5th, you can explore glowing sea creatures and discover underwater pumpkin carvers. Tickets and information at AdventureAquarium.com. Got some things to tell you about the uh, Writers Guild of America Strike. That's over. Apparently, it it's is over. Hard. Yes, finally, it is over. Nothing is over. Uh, union leaders voted to end the strike. <laughs> this one is over. At 12.01 a.m. Pacific time uh, yesterday, after 148 days. This marks the second longest strike in the Guild's history, as 1988 strike went on for 153 days. So both the actors and the writers strike now officially over. No. The SAG-AFTRA... Uh, what in the hell? ...remains on strike. Is that over? That, that's, 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 that one's still not over. That's, that's not, not over! Will uh, you... <laughs> they are going to continue negotiations on Monday. Okay. Uh, from what I understand. But my guess is it will terminate fairly quickly. Poss- I hope so. Yeah. We hope so! On Tuesday, the board of the WGA West and Council of the WGA East voted unanimously to recommend the new three-year minimum basic agreement. Members will vote to ratify the contract between October 2nd and October 9th. You know, it's funny. Uh, SAG did uh, joined in on the strike after the writers went on strike. Uh, and uh, so... Now it's the actors that are holding out. Yep. 
So the new contract for uh, the Writers Guild includes protections against artificial intelligence. Yes. uh, Better streaming residuals, higher minimum pay rates, and minimum staffing requirements for writers' rooms as well. And free tequila, Kathy. (laughs) (laughs) Angelina Jolie opened up to Vogue about her divorce from Brad Pitt and how her children saved her in a cover story that was published yesterday. Uh, The Maleficent star shares, of course, six children with the Fight Club actor. Was it published Uh, in Beaver magazine? Because if not, I didn't see it. It was not in Beaver. It was only in um, Vogue. (laughs) Uh, Maddox, Pax, uh, Zahara, Shiloh, and Viviana Knox are the kids, just to remind you. What happened to Worf? So she said, I was 26 when I became a mother. My entire life changed. Having children saved me and taught me to be in this world differently. Uh, She said, I think recently I would have gone under in in a much darker way had I not wanted to live for them. She was predisposed to sort of be a a dark individual, sort of had that you remember she had the vial of uh, Billy Bob Billy Bob Thornton's blood uh, around her neck. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, uh, but she switched gears big time. She did. She became eternal. Yep. Uh, Pitt and Julie announced her divorce in 2016. She got candid about how this affected her and her children. She said, I'm still understanding who I am at 48. I guess I'm in transition as a person. I don't feel like I've been myself for a decade in a way which I don't want to get into. You mentioned the word transition. It's pretty wild, Steve, because it, it I, I've noticed it, especially like, you know, in, in my when own. I became person- a mother? No, in my own personal life. Oh. Uh, that transition, it's. Oh, oh for I mean, you. If, no. No, four mothers. Oh. Uh, no, no, I'm still the same idiot I was, uh, okay. you know, uh, 30 years ago. Right. Um, but but I've seen it. And, Press, I don't know if you think um, Rochelle is different than uh, she was, let's say, in, uh, I don't know, January of 2000. Um, it's hard to say. I, I don't remember seeing a, uh, a, a transition. I just knew she was way more adept at it than I was right. immediately. So mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I didn't see her, like, change a whole lot. Yeah, because it's, I think it's so natural. Yeah. It's such a natural it's uh, how, evolution. It's how we're wired. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, how, it's it, how you perpetuate the species. Yeah. It, those things kick in. Yeah. It's amazing all the things that are subtle things that happen that are meant to happen by natural design. Yeah. yeah. So she went on to say that uh, we had a lot of healing to do and we're still finding our footing. Uh, two new awards are going to be presented. Two? At the, at the, yeah, the 81st Golden Globe Awards on Sunday, January 7th. They're going in the wrong direction, Preston. Uh, one new category, Best Cinematic and Box Office Achievement, will include eight nominees from, quote, among the year's highest earning and or most viewed films that have gained extensive global audience support and produced exceptional creative content. This so is, This is basically their, their fan favorites. Yeah, and this is for, like, you know, superhero movies yeah. and yeah. things. Like that, so they can't turn their snooty foreign noses yeah. up at it. I, I think it's um, I'm fine with that. It's not a bad idea. More and and it's 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 a good idea. And what it might do in turn is uh, have more people tune in to see if that's exactly what it'll so. be. You know, you know that you if you have more um, skin in the game, as it were, totally. with things that you've seen, you're more, more likely to watch yeah. the award shows. And the award shows have been cratering over the past couple of years. More specifically, films will be eligible if they've achieved a box office receipt, receipt total gross of 150 million, of which 100 million must come from the U.S. domestic box office, and or obtain commensurate digital streaming viewership recognized by trusted industry sources. Exactly. Yep. So essentially, it's got to make a lot of money. That's it. Uh, Golden Globes voters will then determine the nominees and winner based on excellence. Um, Excellent. 
Another new category, best performance in stand-up comedy on television. Well, that's wild. We'll recognize six nominees who gave traditional stand-up comedy performances of at least 30 minutes other than roles in television series, limited series, anthology series, and motion pictures made for television. So, essentially, a stand-up special. So, they they had a category for comedy variety under which that would have... Um, right. Fallen, but I guess now they're um, they're isolating that. And they're they're they... really zooming in on stand up, yeah, 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 as opposed to like sketch comedy and but things like that. How right? Do, how do they? Um, I, I don't know how. Like, how do you? It's a basketball game. Uh, well, no, no, yeah. but like, how do you? Well, how do you keep score? Mm-hmm. Right? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, well, what is it? It's it's all it's all based on what do you mean on the voters. Uh, it's okay. So yeah, all right. I guess. Well, how do you keep score with, with everything else? You know, it's all um, subjective. Yeah, it's, yeah. Well, yeah, it's, it why, is, yeah. why is one person a better actor than another? Yeah. Right. Um, but this one is going to be interesting just because there are so many stand-up yep. specials. Yeah. Well, you you could be looking at potential Golden Globe winner Burt Kreischer. Totally. Know? It's quite I mean, that's it. right. We have a lot of comedians on we this do. program. Yeah. And I will guarantee you some people that have crossed through the studio and people that we call friends will end up with one of those statues. Yeah. Like, I don't think there's any more stand-up specials that are released more than movies or TV shows. I, you know, I think it's what, what, what do you think? Comparable. What do you think is the issue? Uh, uh, no, no, no. Nick was saying oh, that oh, there's so many specials that are released on on a yearly basis. But I mean, so there's a ton of TV shows and a ton yeah, of movies. No, I, I there, just, there are more movies yeah. I think than stand-up specials. I, I just meant for the new category. Yeah, there's just going to be lots to choose from. Yeah, so which is cool, and that's why they're doing it. There's a lot of, and they want people to tune in. Obviously, is what it's about. All right, on to Sophie Turner and Joe Jonas news. Uh, until now, the name. Of their second daughters remained publicly unknown, and according to documents for a September 26th report... It's Sojo, by the way, Preston. No, her name... Oh, you mean the, the <laughs> Sophie and Yeah, Joe? yeah. Uh, the name of the baby is Delphine. Delphine? D-E-L-P-H-I-N-E. Oh. I've heard that. Delphine? Or is it, or is or is it, it Delphine? Delphine? I'm not sure. Delphine is a... Uh, is a, uh, um, uh, a French name. I, yeah. Oh. Uh, so the one-year-old infant joined big sister Willa... On July 14, 2022. Will you shut up? Uh, the intensely private former couple, now locked in an infamously volatile custody dispute, had managed to keep uh, Delphine or Delphine's name out of the public eye until the custody filing obtained by Page Six revealed it. Uh, the filing came as Sophie asked the judge to put a pause on their custody case. She filed papers last week alleging that Joe had refused to hand over uh, their daughter's passports. Now, I also have this little tidbit for Is you. Is this a, a little uh, lead that you got? Yeah. Ta- Investigative reporter? Taylor Swift seems to have loaned her New York City apartment to Sophie and her kids. Oh, man. The Game of Thrones star and her two daughters were photographed leaving the singer's Tribeca townhouse on Wednesday morning. That thing is supposed to be sprawling. She looked content as she smiled despite the big change in her marriage and wore a black sweatshirt and beige shorts. Mm. A report by Page Six claims that um, Taylor has loaned the space to her pal. The doting mother who appeared to wear her wedding ring. Interesting. Carried one of her girls and had her hair pulled back. At one point, she appeared to load two packed suitcases and a portable crib into a vehicle before going back into the apartment and she also slipped into her light blue Nike sneakers to cover her feet during the outing. What's going on? Wait, I just gotta go back for a second. Did you say her hair was pulled back? Her hair was pulled back. Wow. Alright, okay. I just wanted to make sure you got that right. You know what that is. That's a big F you to him. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, so anyhow, no, uh, so so Tay Tay is uh, lending her spot to uh, Sophie, Sojo. To Sojo, but just so, not to uh, Joe. While uh, while they're going through all this, so maybe so too. Yeah. Uh, David Diggs and uh, Emmy winner uh, Raver. L- 
Emmy, I'm sorry, an Emmy, not Emmy winner, Emmy Raver Lapman uh, posted an announcement on Instagram. Uh, the couple who both performed in the original Broadway cast of Hamilton revealed that they are expecting their first child together. Aww. When you Rick. saw Hamilton case, was it the original cast? Oh, no. I, I saw it in Philadelphia. Okay. So, no. You saw it with Ryan Seacrest. Yeah. Uh, Raver Lampman wrote, we can't wait to meet you in the post. Uh, Diggs p- portrayed both Thomas Jefferson and Marquis de Lafayette in the hit Broadway musical. While Raver Lampman was a member of the original ensemble, she later took on the roles of Eliza Schuler and uh, Angelica uh, in touring productions of the show. So, she played both of them at one time or another. Okay. So, maybe while, she, maybe while it came through Philly... She was uh, the one who we played either. It's quite uh, possible. Because I saw that, too. And maybe she either played uh, Angelica or, or Eliza. You know, it's funny because I, I watched the stage production that's, you know, for, that was on Broadway. Yeah, yeah. And I, I've seen that so many times that, like, I feel like, oh, well, yeah, that's the cast that I saw in I, Philadelphia. Right. <laughs> you just right. get so used I to it. I have no idea who I saw right. in Philadelphia. It was Jer- Jervis. <laughs> God, those people can sing. Oh, my yeah. God. It's, it's just... If you've never seen it, it'll, it will blow you away. Uh, the duo's Hamilton castmates and collaborators uh, from other projects congratulated the couple on the news. Uh, Tom Hopper, who plays uh, Lampman's brother on the Umbrella Academy, uh, wrote, Whoa, let's go team. And uh, Kristen Bell, who co-starred with Diggs in Central Park, on Central Park before uh, Lampman took over her role, commented, excuse me, so happy for you guys. So everybody's happy. Oh, happiness. <laughs> Leah Remini is thrilled to see all of the King of Queens memes yeah. going around following the show's 25th anniversary. Is that why that's happening? Because I've seen yeah. the Kevin James thing. It, was, uh, it keeps popping you know, up. That okay. started it was um, Patton Oswalt. Because he was on that show. So he started posting oh. these things and sort of celebrating the 25th anniversary. People were picking up on Patton's post. It was and trending the, on uh, Twitter, right? Yeah, and, whatever you refer to. And, and Leah was uh, enjoying it. And then ben, ben Stiller started saying some nice things about his dad because of things that Patton posted. Uh, so it was a really cool, like, celebration of, of that show. Uh, this comes just days after Remini and James both trade tribute to, to the CBS show on social media. Uh, she had written that she felt at home on the set of the truly special show. And James wrote, I'm so incredibly blessed to have taken this ride with the insanely talented Leah Remini and Jerry Stiller. I love you both so much and thank you to the greatest fans in the world. Love you. So that's why that was making the rounds. Yep. Um, Dana Carvey and David Spade honored their late friend Phil Hartman uh, with a new two-part episode of their Fly on the Wall podcast. I'm going to have to listen to that. Yeah, Hartman died 25 years yeah. ago. Right that long ago in a tragic murder-suicide. His wife, Bryn, shot him in the head while he slept and then shot herself. I remember this. I remember when it happened. I was yeah. I was actually in a, in a recording session and the news came in and I, I freaked the F out. I was like, just you, like, what? How does what? Phil Hartman... Yeah. And just blew me away, and you know, but it, the uh, there uh, there is a documentary. I think he did it about um, the tumultuous relationship with her, Oof. and um, thing, you could just see things were derailing, and people were telling him this is really volatile, and they were they learned that she had a gun and she was Oof. acting this way, and that he should be really you know worried, and it just all those signs were there, and um, it, it just. Ended up in the worst possible scenario. Uh, Spade reflected on how much of the cast of Saturday Night Live admired Hartman. He said they would talk about Phil without prompting. He said Will Ferrell, Bill Hader, Alec Baldwin, they all talk about how he was such a brilliant sketch player. He said everyone remembers how great he was. I mean, he could be the game show host or the lead, or he could do those thankless parts like uh, the elevator man or the dad and just come through with the extra laughs. It didn't matter. There's a a YouTube channel that seems to have gotten a hold of 
a lot of their legendary auditions. You know, yeah. we hear what, oh, yeah? what, yeah. So I watched Phil Hartman's audition. Oh, and to see that. He was, he was genius. Please, Dana Carvey's genius. Please send that to me, uh, Steve. Yeah. I, I love Phil Hartman and so I married an axe murderer. Oh, Vicky. Yeah. And he, and, but, he, <laughs> you know, it's just, it, it's a throwaway role and he's brilliant in it. Um, and if he had only ever done just The Simpsons, uh, he still would have had an incredible career. But, um, for me, one of the most underrated SNL characters of all time is Unfrozen. Unfrozen Caveman Lawyer. Unfrozen Caveman Lawyer. Uh, the way that he portrayed this guy. I'm just a caveman. Holy crap. And it was, it's, it, and, uh, I believe that Phil once said that was his mom's favorite character, which made me happy to see. Cause it's just, it's so silly and so ridiculous. And he'd be on his cell phone. Uh, I, I don't know. He's in, in, in a suit, but he, yeah. but he, he would, he would do. And he says, you know, the signs are all pointing to his innocence, but I don't again, understand your technology. You're a bizarre technology. <laughs> so damn good. Uh, by the way, Carvey said his range was extraordinary, and that's why he was called the glue. Uh, the first part of the tribute episodes include former SNL stars Julia Sweeney, Kevin Nealon, and the second part has Will Ferrell, Bill Hader, Alec Baldwin, Mike Myers, Conan O'Brien, John Lovitz, wow. Robert Smigel, and Sherry O'Terry. So I'm definitely checking that out. Yeah, that's going to be a really good one. Oh, let's see. How much time we got left here? I got time for a couple more things here. A let's, couple. Go, let's go with this. Uh, Deadline reports said the Daily Show is scheduled to return to the air October 16th. The show will continue to feature guest hosts with a permanent host expected next year. According to Variety, producers were leaning towards Hassan Minaj, but are widening their search following the New Yorker article published about the comedian. Uh, Minaj faced criticism after revealing in the piece that he uses hyperbole, exaggeration, and fiction in his stand-up routine. So I don't know how much of a difference that's going to make, but apparently they're looking uh, for uh, a wide through a wide uh, variety of people. I'd be curious if they're buying themselves some more time because the ratings actually went up during this uh, rotating host thing. Okay, and there's yeah, nothing that says it. they couldn't stick with it. Yeah. Um. So this is. This is good. We talked a little bit about this yesterday. According to the Hollywood Reporter, people are tuning in to the controversial dating show uh, Naked Attraction. The seven-year-old British show is on top of the streaming platform's most popular series list after it became available to subscribers last week on Max, uh, featuring full frontal nudity. <laughs> Singles choose people to date based solely on their naked bodies. Uh, the View co-host Sonny Hostin said on Monday's episode of the talk show, uh, I'm embarrassed to admit, my husband and I got obsessed with this show. We binged it yesterday and I learned things I have never heard of in my life. It was one of the most fascinating things that I've ever seen. You guys, well, you did as well. I, Like we said yesterday, yeah. we were in, yeah. was when we were doing the live broadcast in London and Shell and I were watching TV at night. This show came on. We're like, what in the hell <laughs> is this? And we loved it. Yeah. I, I, if you guys get a chance. Well, I'm going to check it out over the weekend. Watch it. Yeah, I yeah. want to get your, your opinion on it and see what you thought of um, today reports that uh, Deal or No Deal spinoff is in the works uh, at NBC. Uh, Magic Mike star Joe Mangiane- Manganiello uh, has been tapped. I hate that goddamn name. Uh, to host the game show. Yeah. Uh, aptly titled Deal or No Deal Island. Yeah, that's what was missing. Since it will be set on an island. Yeah. Uh, bizarrely, it's a stupid show. I liked it. Did you? I don't know why. Yeah. I, it, you know, it, it's random. You got to make these choices. And we even had like uh, a home, uh, you know, you play on your PlayStation version. You'd play that? Game of it. Yeah. It's, um, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's bizarrely 
compelling in some ways. Uh, the host was good, Harry Mandel. He was did a great. good job moving it along, and yeah. it also had those 80 briefcase models or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Meghan Markle was one of them. Uh, co- contestants will compete for cash in a season-long fully immersive competition according to a press release. And then one final thing, Los Angeles, the Los Angeles County Board of Supervisors declared Edward James Almost Day in uh-huh. the county on Tuesday, honoring the actor best known for his Oscar-nominated role in Stand and Deliver and the crime series Miami Vice. Battlestar Galactica. Uh, the supervisor, Hilda Solis, said Edward James Almost has achieved extraordinary success as an actor, director, and producer. He's a local legend whose talent has brought him attention worldwide, but it's also his work as a devoted humanitarian that has captivated the hearts of many, and it's my honor to move forward this proclamation during Hispanic Heritage Month so that Latinos everywhere can celebrate his contributions to our community. So he was born in East L.A., earned a degree in sociology and criminal justice and at East Los Angeles College, uh, but acting became his passion, and he had appeared before his, you know, his star really rose. He was on, he did all the shows, Steve, like Kojak, a yes. police woman, and of them. Starsky and Hutch and all that stuff, but in 1988, Stand and Deliver hit, and boom. And Miami Vice, he yeah. was their captain. Yep, Stand and Deliver yeah. is huge. still one of my favorites. It's a great movie, and it's he's so the dad well in uh, the Selena movie, too. You know, I never saw that. It's really good. Jennifer Lopez? Jennifer Lopez is excellent in the movie. Okay. And he's really good as the father. But, you know, it's sitting there pressed in the Battlestar Galactica series. I know you know how good it is. There's just so much to watch that's out there. Uh, If you're, if once you're looking for something, um, it's well worth seeing. I never watched all of it. I watched some of it. uh, And you and several people whose opinions I trust told me is one of the greatest TV shows they've ever seen. And so I, it's still there and it'll still be yeah, great. Yeah. I'll, I'll eventually get to it, I believe. So. Yeah, or not. But I mean, there's just there's so much that keeps coming yeah. along. Damn yeah. it. All right, we're ready for clips. All right. No one will save you is about a girl uh, living in solitude who is faced with having to fight aliens. In this clip, director Brian Duffield talks about how the main actress, Caitlin Deaver, helped him pull off the thriller with zero dialogue. I'm doing this here, Casey? Yes, sir. All right, here we go. My, my goal was always that it wasn't the coolest thing about the movie and that it's it's a cool part of, of the movie, but it's, you know, it, we're able to pull it off because we have a lead performance that's absurdly good. And and I think it's more, for me, it's more about Deaver being an insane actress than it is about no no talking or whatever. Yeah! Uh, it's streaming now on Hulu. Steve, what was the show you were saying the other day that had like eight words? That's this. That's this. That is this. Okay. So, so I was about 80% of the way through the movie. I watched it over the weekend and I realized they're not there's been no dialogue. And and it was that compelling that um so I I say it this way, take the uh, the the final scene in signs in a in a farmhouse. Yeah. And that's how this movie starts. And I don't want to tell you anything more about it, but they're right. Her performance is sensational. And you liked it? I really liked it. Okay. I really liked it. Um, And and it's meant to make you go, what the hell? Okay. All right. What's it called again? No One Will Save You. Okay. And it's on Hulu. I might watch that uh, this weekend. After Uh, Selena. uh, But yes, of course. Yeah. All right. Next clip. Here we go. 
The new mystery movie, The Kill Room, is about a hitman who teams up with an art dealer for a money laundering scheme. And this is The Kill Room, and this is The Bathroom. In this clip, director uh, Nicole pa- uh, Peone, I think, Peone. talks about working with Uma Thurman and Samuel L. Jackson. The scenes between Uma and Sam, I mean, I was saying in the last interview, like, the the takes were so playful and so brilliant and and I could see like both Uma and Sam ping-ponging back and forth in a way that was very playful and I just was sort of in awe watching them do it. I don't I don't want I don't think I want to see it. Uh the kill room is out. <laughs> In theaters tomorrow. I love that. That Michael clip is I don't, just... I don't, wanna, I don't think I want to see it. <laughs> Maya Hawke's in this one, and I think you had a clip earlier in the week, Preston, with yeah. Ethan Hawke uh, talking about Maya Hawke or vice versa. No, it was Maya Hawke, and, and, okay, and we yeah. were talking about Ethan and Hawke. So and her in, brother, Tony. Well, she's in a movie that um, her dad directed, and then she's in this movie with Uma oh, Thurman, who's her mom. She's right. really good. There we go. He said Uma. <laughs> All right, and uh, that is what we have in the entertainment report for you this morning. Excellent. Uh, we have some stuff going on today. We've got uh, some guests on the program. We have money to give away. We also have movie passes to give away. In fact, I have uh, right now, I'm going to give away two of these. Uh, we'll okay. take colors uh, 20 and 21, and we will give you a pair of passes to see the movie Saw X. Oh, and like the yeah, motion picture show. Uh, that is correct. And 215-263-WMMR. We have something else going on today, by the way, and you should watch our YouTube stream. That's all I'm going to say about that. Uh, the most disturbing installment of the Saw franchise yet explores the untold chapter of Jigsaw's most personal game, Saw X, only in theaters on September 29th. That is tomorrow. Callers 20 and 21, we'll give you those movie passes. All right, right now, give us a buzz. We're going to be back in a moment. Some guests and stuff we'll tell you about in a little while. Don't forget, Crumb Bum Cash, first chance to win the money. 8 a.m. We'll be right back. 93.3 WMMR. Why'd you call us? I just won a thousand dollars. That's freaking awesome. You're a real crumb bum. Crumb bum cash. Why are you doing so well? I just want a cool G from MMR. Great day in the morning. Listen for the Crumb Bum Contest keyword for your chance to grab some dough five times a day. Absolutely awesome. I love it. Crumb Bum Cash. Thank you. Oh, my God. I can't believe this. This is so exciting. Could you use that kind of money? I sure can. Who couldn't? Totally. I'm with you. Sponsored by Horizon Services. Heating, cooling, and plumbing. Book online at horizonezbook.com. I've never really won anything in my life, let alone a thousand bucks. That's excellent. From 93.3 WMMR. Thank you for listening. Hey, Pierre, all the time, man. Everything that rocks. Your wallet. Steve, you have the floor. Thank you, sir. The event is called Kegs for Cats. It is coming up on October 8th. It's the third, and it's been a blast every time we've done it at the Philadelphia Brewing Company, and we're back there again. It's going to be from, it's a Sunday from 12 to 3 p.m., uh, and it's going to benefit uh, the Morris Animal Refuge and their Community Cats program, which is amazing. So, again, Philadelphia Brewing Company. I don't know if you've ever, ever been there. It's awesome. The whole layout is fantastic. And so there's going to be um, food from Al 
algorithm, a food truck, which is incredible. Raffles, uh, prizes, kitties to cuddle. There's going to be, uh, I'm your host. I don't know if that's inducement, but maybe it is. <laughs> and uh, a band called Kitty Rotten, which is a lot of fun. Raffles, prizes, more Lucy Nolan and uh, the Gata Unbound book series will be there. She'll be signing copies of, of their books. Basically, it's a way to raise money for this uh, wonderful part of Morris Animal Refuge's program. They work in conjunction with Max Fund, and they reach out, and they, uh, they rescue cats, and it's uh, TNR, and there's all sorts of medical things that are provided for them. It's a win-win for everybody. Everyone has a great time. If you're going to the Eagles game later that day, it's a great way to sort of pre-party. So it's Cakes for Cats. It is October 8th, uh, and uh, all the information is at PrestonandSteve.com. We'd love to see you there. Go to the website. Get the info. It's right there for you. All right, now, now. we have an update on Kathy's fall activities oh my that God. we need to mention for you this fall morning. Activities. Yeah, I've actually got two things for you. So one, the update is the Creating Candles with Spirits, uh, the Cork and Candles location in King of Prussia Town Center. Uh, they had a really cool class. Got It was sold out, uh, I think, the same day that we had mentioned it. So they've added a second class. So if you're interested in that class, uh, you create your own candle. Uh, it's a you know Halloween-themed candle. You pick your scent, and then there's going to be a spirit medium who's there uh, uh, Karen T. Luchin, and she's going to be doing a reading for the last hour of this class, and they've added a second class on Monday, October 30th. And, and the reading as well will be part of that? Yep, the reading oh, cool. is part of that. And then I also wanted to mention, last night I went to see the Cirque du Soleil Bazaar at the Greater Philadelphia Oak Center. It's in the parking lot there. You see the tents yeah. on 422. It's awesome. You know, some of these tent shows uh, are not the best. This one was excellent. Mm. It was, I mean, it's Cirque du Soleil. Yeah, you know, yeah, it is obviously. part of that brand. Um, but I mean, everything from the acrobats and the dancers, the musicians, all, all of the music is played live there, and they were really, really good. It's sort of like an electric, like vibrant, futuristic feel, uh, and it was just it was a really good show. What's so, the name of the show this time around? It's like bizarre, bizarre, yeah, okay, yeah, and it's yeah. it's going to be in Oaks. Files. Uh, <laughs> it's going to be in Oaks uh, through October 22nd. I believe it opened last go. night or, or the night before, but it was it was really good. If you like shows like this, this one is worth seeing. Even right. you, And you might think you don't like shows like this, and then you go see a show like this, and that's what happened with me, and uh, it's amazing. There, what they do. There's a, a part in this where there's two roller skaters, and the one roller skater. I had to sit up in my seat. I was leaning forward. I, yeah. We have really good seats. I was like three rows back. I Straining my eyes, I thought... It had this group not been from Canada, I could have sworn it was our former calendar girl, Alexa Santi. Uh. She, and she's a performer. She's a dancer. She performs all over. So I'm like, it, it looked exactly like her. I was convinced that uh. it was her. And I looked and I'm like, is that possible, though, to have like a local? I mean, she was doing some amazing things on these roller skates. I don't know. I don't, think it, I don't think it was her. I looked it up and they're all from Canada. So Damn my guess it. is it's right. not her, but looked exactly like her. All right. Well, this has been a fall activities update for you. You can find the full list at PrestonAndSteve.com, and there is plenty to be had. And I'll mention some as we uh, go through the next couple of days when they are coming up and on the way. Uh, but I want to move on to something else. I saw this article this morning, um, and it is through Google Trends. There was uh, data that was searched between January 2019 and July 2023, and the group Word List Finder analyzed the 20 most popular songs in a range of genres to find out which song lyrics are the most searched in the United States. And they also found out which musical genres lyrics are looked up more most often in each state and worldwide as well. So you're hearing a song, maybe you've sung a song for many years, and you finally say, 
what the hell are they singing there? You do yeah. a search on it. Yeah. And that's what this is. The status cult from that. I am conflicted on finding out the lyrics of a song that I've been singing for decades and not really knowing exactly what it is because I have a fear that it will change the feel and meaning of the song for me. I'm going to give you a big bingo on that, sir. Yeah. Because that is exactly, I go through that as well. This song means something to me in yes. this iteration and in my perception of it. Yeah. If it turns out to be a song about manhole covers, I'm going to be upset. But each time that I have caved and done it, yeah. I haven't been disappointed. No. Yeah. Well, there's one, one or two times. Yeah. So I'll, I'll use a perfect example. So uh, the thong song was a, I misread that. So uh, Cindy Lauper, Girls Just Want to Have Fun. It's a huge, yeah, huge yeah. obviously. It's a song that is, that I've been singing since the 1980s. You just can't escape it whether you're into, you know, pop music or not. Or Lou Albano. And the lyric that I didn't know was, uh, when the working day is done, oh, girls, they want to have fun. Right. I, I didn't, I was, when the work <laughs> you know, I just sang gibberish. That's me too. I, I didn't know I had what no was, idea. But that's what it was. When the working day is done, girls just want to have, I was like, I, now, I'm not disappointed that I know that. Right. And then my favorite song of all time, I've said before, is Benny and the Jets. It's a great song. Uh, from Elton John. For whatever reason, it brings back wonderful memories as a kid. Are there songs that I that I get into more and bands that I get into more? Yes. But for some reason, that song has been so consistent in my life that I rank it as probably Your my all-time favorite song. And there are loads of lyrics in there. That I didn't know. Did you know? For, so, so from the beginning, you didn't understand exactly what was going no. on. Yeah, I just like you know the sound of the audience, right. the the slapback delay that they use on the vocals, the, the simplicity, the, the simplicity of yeah. it, all of it, and the piano parts yeah. are amazing. But I finally looked up those lyrics, and I was uh, I, I was I was not disappointed. I right. was happy with it. You it's know? about this flamboyant star. Yeah, right? yeah. But the lyrics I didn't know were you know like um, oh now and now the song's playing and I can't think of it. Uh, uh, gotta hear electric music, solid walls of sound. Yeah. I never knew what that was. I never knew it was solid right. walls of sound. And so, yeah, we are young men. Yeah. You're gonna hear music, solid walls of sound. So good. I never knew that. Such a crazy so good. So, uh, it, it, while I do hesitate in trying to find out what the actual lyrics are, songs of songs are, I have been, I've never really been that, that disappointed when I do. So, with this, uh, I have the answers. If Take you us on a journey. Questions. So, I'm just going to jump in and give you the most searched song lyrics in America. What song? One song in particular. And by the way, all these songs, if I recall, even in their, uh, their genres, are pretty much songs that have been around for a long time. Yeah, you they're would imagine. standards, they're classics, whatever you want to call them. Well, to accrue that data, that amount of, uh, of impressions, you'd have to be around for a little while. Yeah. So, uh, the, the most searched song lyrics in America... Bohemian Rhapsody. Ah, yeah, that is the number one song from the get-go. I was able to understand the the words once they got into the Scaramouche and all yeah. that. I was like, "What? I, that sounds like garbage to me." I, I, I may not have understood the what they were. I mean, uh, the point, but I understood you the knew words. The word. yeah, 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 yeah. I could sing along to it, for right? Sure. Right, absolutely. But I can I, do the Fandango. I would assume that that's the part that people focus in on right. when, when they search those lyrics is the operatic part. And she changed screw to poo. Yeah, screw the pooch. <laughs> and um, um, 
Oh, wait a minute. What's the... Lightning. Yeah, I got that part. Because... That part? No, 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 no. Figaro. Damn it. It's the name. It's the demon's name. Whatever that is. Beelzebub? Be- no, they, they don't say Beelzebub. You got to zoom in on that, dude. It's way too small. We can't see it. <laughs> it is Beelzebub. It is Beelzebub. Uh, yeah, but there's uh, they, they say Beelzebub, but God damn it. Scroll down, please. Got I'm sorry. Uh, they mentioned the devil. They mentioned Beelzebub. Keep going down. Keep going down to the operatic part. Um, okay, go up. <laughs> <laughs> Where is it? Nick, do you have it? Yep. All right. Scroll Nick, Nick can, uh, let Nick be your eyes on this one, Preston. Oh, man. Why can't I say this? I can't remember. All right, Nick, what do you think oh, it is? Do you have it in do you think, the operatic part? Do you know what he's talking about? I have about? no idea what he's talking about. In the song, let's go to the song. Let's go to the let's go to the uh, the board. Let's go to the tape. You said balls. <laughs> um, I'm sorry. Uh, no, we have to do this now because it will stick in your mind and it will contort you into a vile old man. You can do it. Is this the? Well, wait. Here it is. It's written in Arabic, Nick. Right there. So that's my fault. Easy come, easy go. Will you let me go? Bishmillah. Bishmillah. That's it. He's in Arabic, and I'm like, but what? That's what? I, that's what I can never goddamn figure out. It's for goddamn ridiculous. Bismillah. That's it. Okay. That's. No, I, this is John Wayne. What is he saying in that song? Uh, we had pulled up the lyrics, and and I thought it was like an emoji or something. No, it was Arabic writing. It means uh, in the name of God in Arabic. Okay, there we go. Miller does. All right, so there you go. I never and he knew was that. Pakistani, correct? Uh, that is, no, was he not? no, he was not Pakistani. He was. In um, fact, he says that in he's the. He's called in a derisive. He's, in the movie, yeah, they, yeah. they call him a slur, and he's like, "I'm not Pakistani." He was. Uh, anyway, <laughs> Bohemian Rhapsody was the top <laughs> search song number one song for lyrics in the United States, all the way around. Now, uh, different genres. Um, how about country music? Let's talk about those. Country music for me is always pretty easy to decipher. I never... Yeah, I say right, right. friends in low places. Yeah. Uh, no. Where's the dog, the pickup truck, and the broken heart? Uh, usually that's the case, <laughs> yes. No, so here are the songs, and there's there's five in each category. So uh, number five was I Hope You Dance by Leanne Womack. That's a pretty song. Don't know I that don't one. know that yeah. one. I, I hope you dance. Wait, that... Right. That, it, it's sort of... That's it, country? It, it's an inspir- Well, she is, she is a country artist. Okay. It's actually it's actually a lovely song. Never heard that song in my life. Oh yes, you have. Okay, I have. Yes, you absolutely. It's your have. favorite song. Of all it, time. it was I first recorded by the Bishmalias. Yeah. Uh, so uh, let's see. Uh, then see, you see have, if we can get that song. It'll, it'll ins- inspire everyone this morning. Well, you know, unfortunately, we can't play it back uh, because our oh, box really? bar doesn't work. Oh, well, you know, we we did this thing where we had to reset the board, and then you know, they it destroyed just, everything. It destroyed else. everything. It, it, right. And it's been doing that for years, and we have okay. to figure it out. All right. Then you have. Uh, the Devil Went Down to Georgia at oh. number four, uh, most sought after country song lyrics, which I can recite every word to that song. He was looking for a soul to steal. He was in a bind because he was way behind. He was willing to make a deal. He'd come across this young man song on a fiddle and play it hot. Devil jumped up on his hickory stump and said, boy, let me tell you what. Oh, bum, bum. This is Marissa on the violin. We learned she could play. <laughs> uh, so that is number four. All right, and then... 
the song that my wife will belt out at the top of her lungs anytime it comes on uh, before he cheats. Oh, Carrie Underwood. Underwood. That's a great song, though. And now, uh, when she does that, is she telegraphing a message? Oh, or? my God, yes. <laughs> yeah. It's don't mess with me, son. Yeah. That's what she's saying to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I will destroy everything you're on. Like Kathy's little yeah. intro my to clip. our program. Yeah. And, like, all right, that's great and all, but. Uh, he's just cheating. You're destroying yeah. everything yes. he owns. I agree. Yeah, Did I'm going. Say- I'm going to con- commit a felony, several felonies, because you slept with another girl, and that's okay. Cheating is not against the law. Yeah, cheating is not against the law. But everything I'm going to do I'm in response you. to it is completely the against the law. The best thing to do in an argument is to yeah. stay away from that as a completely legitimate defense because yeah. it will only prompt, why is he so defensive about it? <laughs> uh, but yeah, she uh, you know she cuts up his seats and tires and no. bashes his, his, his windows. And, and, and scratches in. his fish records. Yeah. I, no, I, no, 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 no. Listen, Steve, and, I, and th- I'm going to leave it at this because I got in trouble for talking talking about this before. Ruins his shower doors. But I know somebody who was on the receiving end of that. Like... Had had everything vandalized. Had everything vandalized and... Yeah, you better just watch going home because you just said she just cheated and she destroyed everything. All right, just and be then careful. number two, what are you talking about? Because you said, "Oh, well, he just cheated. He just cheated. Like it was no big deal." He just cheated. See, that's no. the whole thing. That's the whole volatility of it. No matter, okay. even though you're right that you, it's illegal to vandalize everyone's. What possession. really like and get assaulted and what get a, you know. really should happen though in that song is she should go bang his dad. Yes, yes! that's what I did. That's more like. That would be, guess what, honey? I just banged your dad. Did I misread that? Uh, number two on the country songs most sought after lyrics is, uh, and then Kathy, this kind of blurs the line with country. Okay. Uh, Love Story from Taylor Swift. Oh, right, yeah. Because at that time, she was kind of yeah. in, uh, an in-between pop and uh, and country artist. There was a time when she got massive blowback from the country community because they thought, you know, she yeah. was leaving and she becoming pop. a pop star. Yeah. Uh-huh. And then... This is uh, the Leanne yeah. Womack song yeah. that I've never oh, heard Oh, it is? Okay. You've heard it. She says F. Nah, guys, I've never heard this song. This is really? like a big yeah. um, mother-son song to dance to at the wedding. Okay. All right. uh, I, I'm, I'm totally suckered in. I'm sappy for the song. Yeah, I love it. I like it, too. Yeah, it's I, like the, the the home signs too. They make like you know the si- the, yeah. the sayings. They'll uh, I hope you dance is like also and one that people hang up in their houses. Uh, Unless like, you cheated, and then it says I hope you rock. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> destroy everything. They kind of dance like no one is watching. Right, right. inspirational thing. Right, Fart right, like right. no one's smelling. Yeah, I have um. Me and country music don't mix well together. I don't know that song. Well, country music doesn't mix well with country music anymore. It's and, not even country music. Well, and then number one on the list is, uh, and I do love this song. So some of the older country songs I do like. Uh, Jolene. Jolene. Oh, yeah. Number one sought after lyrics of any country song in the country. This is uh, through Google searches, uh, through Google trends. And uh, that's a great song. Um, yeah. Um, you know, it's, it's in Rolling Stone's list of, uh, you know, I think maybe top. 50 songs. It's it's uh, it's great. Yeah. And the story of a, a woman who's terrified that Jolene's going to steal her man. Mm-hmm. Uh, in other genres, uh, let's go to metal. How about that? Jolene is at number one again. Well, no. Crazy. Number five is Master of Puppets from Metallica. Yeah. 
Number four is Immigrant Song from Led Zeppelin. That's my Come from the land of the ice and snow, where the ice and the snow and the land is the snow. Where the hot winds, midnight sun, and the land of the snow. California girls, they dig the clothes they wear. All right, anyway. Number three is War Pigs. Yeah. Black Sabbath. That's a great one. That's a great song. Uh, you know what? I'm a big fan of the immigrant song. Getting rules gathered in their masses. <laughs> you can like kiss you. my royal asses. <laughs> Yeah, you've read these. <laughs> yeah, Preston, how many songs? I, I used to get lyrics wrong all the time, yeah. but you you ha- you basically have word placeholders so you yeah. can sing something. Is it okay to rhyme the same word when they have different meanings, like masses and masses? Is that is that okay? It, it, it um, I there would be some who'd say no. Um, yeah. it's um, for war pigs. We'll give it. Well, if you're trying different things and smoking sm- sm- uh, smoking funny things <laughs> oh. or smoking money things. <laughs> <laughs> That would have worked. Dude, stop, man. Pokin's money is very funny. What do you want, bro? Pokin's money is very funny. Pokin's money. Yeah, you got no defense on Pokin's money, man. Pokin's money. No, you got The whole thing is Pokin's money is very funny. <laughs> it just does that to me all the time. I know. I make these everyone. Flops. I'm just trying to earn a living here. To your credit, Preston, you really hide your disdain for that. I know. Listen. Well, this one time, I finally. <laughs> I We all do it, and it's very funny. Like, glappy, <laughs> glappy, when it, it was said, it was great. Uh, yes. When he's, when I, there, just, there's a new I'm, champ in town. Yes. Fulkin's money thing. Fulkin's money. It's funny. Fulkin's <laughs> money right is. I mean, he said this one time, uh, and I have it on a hotkey. Snookle. I mean, that is funny. Albrise instead of eyebrows is hilarious. <laughs> Horse Thammer is the, the best. Oh, Horse Thammer. I forgot about that. Uh, but oh, what are you going to do? Fulkin's money. Thank you. Listen, next time when you greet Preston, if, you, if you're calling. No, don't. <laughs> don't, do don't do that. Don't please. Do that. No, the Keep listeners the will not bro. listen to this suggestion at all. Uh, never oh say God. to Preston, especially if you're at a public event, never ever say to him, Are you Falkin's oh, money? Falkin's money thing. Don't ever say that to Preston because he'll get upset. Yeah. Oh, wait, hang on. Hang on. I just received a t shirt in the mail right <laughs> yes. now as we speak with it on it. Uh, all right. Um. <laughs> Back to the list. Uh, number number two, uh, as far as metal songs, most searched lyrics, Crazy Train. By the way, I think it's Chuck who says, Fulkin's Money is our next cash contest. <laughs> yeah. I could oh, be. Smoney, yes. Yeah. Smoney. Smoney. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody just texted that you're about to retire with Bill. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, Preston's you can have the little cash signal as the S in Smoney. Yeah, oh, exactly. Oh, yes. <laughs> It's got all these possibilities. Yeah. On the marketing level, it's going to be a windfall. Uh, number one on the most searched lyrics of metal songs is Enter Sandman. Okay, I thought Metallica. so. Yeah, you thought that might be it? Well, yeah, because when you did Master Puppets, I was like, okay, uh, then then uh, yeah. Enter Sandman's got to be on there. And then also when you said War Pigs, I thought, oh, God, Crazy Train's got to be on there. So you got two from Ozzy and two from Metallica. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's funny because Crazy Train to me, I never had an issue, you know? Yeah. All right, so in the pop genre, most searched lyrics, number five is Uptown Funk. Yeah. It's a great song. Great song. song. Uh, number four is Bad Romance from Lady Gaga. 
I'm not familiar. Uh, or maybe I am. Oh, yeah. Rock, maybe. It's like the um, beard. Coach Beard does a great yeah, version yeah, of that. In uh, Ted Lasso. Uh, then you have um, Toxic from Britney Spears. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. Thank you. Thank you. I've been practicing on that. That's actually my favorite Britney song. Is it? It is. Something about it. It's huh. got a cool groove to it. I saw it. that tour, the Toxic tour. When it oh, did you was, really? Wells you Rivers were one there. of what? There seven guys there? Seven dudes there. Yeah, and <laughs> I was one of went. them. And Steve, man, you're walking around like the concourse of the Wells Fargo Center, and it's all of these uh, young women. And, Britney uh, wannabes? Yeah. yeah. And, and I'm just like, I'm going to look straight ahead uh, or look straight at the ground because yeah. I don't want to be that guy. <laughs> And I was still that guy. Uh, <laughs> then you have... We have that guy down here. <laughs> followed by Toxic from Britney Spears. Number two is I Want It That Way from the Backstreet Boys. That's a great song. It is. It is a great song. I agree. And then number one, the most searched lyrics for a pop song uh, is Billie Jean, Michael Jackson. Do you know what's oh. funny, though? the I would not consider these, and maybe I'm approaching this whole thing with the wrong idea, is that that were lists uh, or song lyrics that would prove a, a a conundrum for someone who was right. listening. I, I think these are fairly decipherable. Yeah, I agree. Uh, but I guess for whatever reason, people just want to, you know, maybe. Do you do you put the function on the the lyric function there. when you're like if you have your on your um if you do you have like an Amazon show or if you I don't okay yeah so that you ask for a song to play it'll run the lyrics for you it'll okay. run a lyric video uh, in just straight up rock category uh, number five is uh, Back in Black from ACDC I can see that. Uh, number four is Stairway to Heaven, Zeppelin. Yeah. Number three, American Pie, Don McLean. Okay. I mean, there's a ton of lyrics in that one. Yeah, yeah maybe it's a ten minutes. Maybe people just want to know like the story behind it or whatever. Well, number two is Hotel California, and the Eagles. Same thing. Oh, I want. Okay. What? I'm trying to think of like what the number oh. one. Oh, I, the, I just, already said it. Oh, you did. It was Bohemian Rhapsody. Oh. So, <laughs> I mean, that was the number one song. We forget for everything. Yeah, but it falls under the rock genre. So, uh, the lyric that I always had to look up for Hotel California was Colitas, which yes. is no, weed, right? It? Yeah, it's weed. It's smoking weed. I didn't know that until maybe a year or two ago. Smoking yeah. money things. <laughs> Dad, can I talk to you for a second? <laughs> yeah. Dad, you're doing it wrong. You're foking it. You need to be smoking it. Yeah, don't folk those funny things. <laughs> Smoke the funny things. <laughs> uh, uh, oh, God. Uh, Go ahead, more. <laughs> All right, so this is a fact. All right. Uh, Colitas literally, literally means little tails. Uh, so it's like the little tails of uh, little buds of a joint. Huh. And I never knew that until just now. Little buds of a joint. Like you're, if you're smoking the tail end of the joint, like whatever. The, the roach. The roach, exactly. Yeah. Yes. Kalitis. Mm-hmm. All right, interesting. It depends on which way you folk it. All right. <laughs> God damn it. In the world of hip hop. Yes. Uh, right. Now, this is where I'm going to have to tap out. Uh, in the club from 50 Cent. Oh, I do know that. Number five. <laughs> yeah. yeah, there's there's ones on here. Yeah. You said these are all very well known in each genre. Are you. Yeah, okay. Uh, Hypnotized by Notorious B.I.G. I don't know that song. Uh, Wait. Biggie, num- biggie, biggie, can't you see? Da, 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 hypnotize me. I, da, da, you know the words. Funny yeah. things. <laughs> <laughs> Smoking's money things. <laughs> 
Yeah, yeah, it's all people in the house smoking smoking thing. Uh, number three is Get Low from uh, Lil John and Eastside Boys. Excuse me, Lil. <laughs> number two is Juicy from Notorious B.I.G. And uh, number one is Lose Yourself from Eminem. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Huh. Mom's Spaghetti. <laughs> That's all I think of. You know, there's an action now. There's the restaurant. There's a, uh, yeah. a stand of yeah. Mom's yeah. Spaghetti. It was, it was a pop-up, wasn't it? I thought it was so successful they made it a, a permanent uh, thing, Marissa. I think there's one in Detroit, and then Steve, it travels around to festivals, too. Okay. Because okay. I right. had it at um, Firefly when Eminem played mm. a few years ago. And apparently it's really damn good it's, spaghetti. I'm going to Detroit next week. Mm. Yeah. See you if are? they can get it to go in a bag for you. Yeah. What are you going Mom's to Detroit spaghetti. for? Uh, college. Uh, well, I got to fly into Detroit, and I'm going to Ann Arbor and oh. Lansing and another place in Michigan. <laughs> Uh, so, as far as all of the well, the most popular ones across all genres, we've already, we've already hit every single one of them. Because uh, I said number one was Bohemian Rhapsody, then you have Hotel California, then Lose Yourself, Billy Jean, and Jolene. Press Carmen on line two brings up a good point because right. there are some other songs that are just like that. Hi, <laughs> yeah. Carmen. Good morning. Good morning, it. What's up, buddy? Good morning to see you. So how about We Didn't Start the Fire by Billy Joel? It's a good one. So that to me seems Lots like... Lots of lyrics. Yeah, one that's more in line with, you know, you're, you're trying to figure out the full lyrics. Um, like R.E.M.'s It's Into the World, as we know Perfect it. example. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was um, We Thank Didn't you, Start Carmen. the Fire. That's how I learned the lyrics so I could sing along. Like, I had to look <clears throat> them up. Oh, right. Yeah. And learn yeah. them. And also, um, that Blues Traveler song that I used to know oh, every single hook. word. What is it? So, hook. Hook. Suck it in, suck it in. Yeah. If you're in, 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 or in, Berlin. No. Is that, how does it start? How, Oh, it's the very beginning. Um, doesn't, doesn't matter, matter what I say. No, that's not it. What yeah. is the damn song? Are you talking about uh, not but run around? Run around. How does it start? <laughs> Once upon a midnight dreary, oh, that's it. That's it. That's oh, okay. it. Okay, that's run around. Yeah. So that one, I had to look up the lyrics. I wanted to know the beginning of it, and I so I looked them up, and then I was able to sing the whole song. It was a Dave Matthews song. It was it's like right around the same time, but uh, it's at the end of. Is it ants marching? Yes. Uh, There's a bit of a rap at the yeah, end. Yeah. Of yeah. Cut, 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 cut. That one? Yes. Okay. Do, you, do you know what they are? Do you know the words? I f- yes. Uh, Kaboomba? Kaboomba! <laughs> how do we. Kaboomba! There was a really uh, complex uh, lyric. Uh, what's that? Candyman testing the thoughts of our sweet tooth. Lost that one. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Uh, there was a complex lyric in a one hit wonder alt rock song called um, Here and Now by Letters to Cleo. Oh. And the lyrics go, the comfort of a knowledge of a rise above the sky above can never parallel the challenge of an acquisition of the here and now. Uh-huh. And for some reason, I remembered that. But you can't remember the entire script of Tron. I <laughs> I used to. Okay. I was really good at that. Somebody texted in a good point. Um, I'm surprised that uh, Smells Like Teen Spirit's not on this list because it's so garbled. Oh, yeah. It's true. Agreed. Um, meatloaf, uh, the... Paradise by the yeah. Dashboard, Dashboard Lights. Lights. That's yeah. another one. Or Double Beatloaf. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, w- I started to try and learn all of the lyrics to I've Been Everywhere from Johnny, Johnny Cash. Cash. Great song. Yeah. And it was just too damn hard. In really? fact, they were using it in yep. a commercial recently, so I'm sure it taunted you at that point. Really? Yes. It is. It is I oh think. My God. Listen, these days, Preston, I don't know how they used to do it when they, I mean, you know, you have. 
you have monitors and 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 um, you know they they can actually advance the screen yeah. for an artist is performing. They get their lyrics sure. right there. Yeah. Sometimes I've seen actually artists hold up a phone. I think when I when I went to see REM and I forgot what year this was, early nineties, yeah. um, that Michael Stipe had the lyrics too. It's the end of the world as we know yeah. it written out in front of him because I mean you it's know it's a lot. It's a lot, and yeah. they wrote it years and years ago, and it was supposed to be a stream of conscious consciousness type of song. Um, so he wrote that down. Hang on a second. Let me go to Paul. Hi, Paul. Good morning. Hey, good morning. What's up, Paul? You know what I can't figure out? What? Radio Free Europe. Radio Free Europe. Great song. Okay. Yeah. Well, you know what? REM used to not... Uh, publish their lyrics right. with the albums, and they, on purpose, would uh, leave it up to you to figure out what the hell they were saying. Because sometimes uh, Michael Stipe would kind of mumble through some of the words. Um, and Paul, yeah, I, I, I've looked them up, and and, and there's uh, that's they like make sense when you read them. <laughs> they make sense when you read them, or they don't make sense. No, it makes sense when you read them. Okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, well, I'll, I'll peruse that later on. Thanks, Paul. I appreciate it. One that people are texting about, Nick. Yellow lead better. Oh sure, yeah. I Pearl Jam. Yeah, I mean, I've read those lyrics, and, and I just sort of sing along as it, and mumble with Eddie as he goes. I mean, there are two or three lines in there where I know what he's saying, but other than that, there was a point maybe a decade ago where somebody was at an, an acoustic show. Where somebody actually asked him, "Are you ever going to explain the lyrics to Yellow Lead Better?" When, and I, he, know that when I wrote this particular song, I was smelling things. thing. I had a feeling. <laughs> mm-hmm. There's a box or a bag. That's one of the lines. I love actually big love bag. Spaghetti. Yeah, and uh, make me cry. He says to Mike McCready at, uh, right before a guitar solo. I like that part. The rest for the it, most part, it's all garbled. It's just—is it gibberish? No, it's just Eddie not uh, enunciating properly. Yeah, and so he's. He's performed it live countless times. Sure. And he continues to do it that way uh, live. He'll change the lyrics live. He'll, okay. he'll change it up from time to time. And um, I think it's just sort of uh, more of a melodic thing anyway. There's there's a point in time, um, I guess, I'm a big fan of Pat Metheny. And Pat Metheny over the years has used these vocalists. And uh, there's a song um, off the, uh, the Last Train Home album, which is a, a Grammy Award winning masterpiece. But there's a song, Preston, that I sing along to... That is all, yeah, and I I don't Who know. Who is this? It, Pat Metheny. Okay, and it's um where the the vocals are basically an instrument. There's they're not real right. words. Yeah, yeah, it's like yeah. in uh, Gig in the Sky. Big right, Gig right, in the sky yeah, from exactly. Pink Floyd, where yeah, they're yeah. just um, essentially scatting. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and then there are songs that are completely in another language that I will sing, and I don't even know the words that I'm saying. Like I'm just, I'm just singing sounds. It is too. It is too. It is too. It is too. Ninety nine love balloons. Love balloons, yeah, perfect and, one. And the, people are. I'm sorry, Casey. People no, are yeah. texting in uh, one week by Bare Naked Ladies because that has a uh, yeah, kind of a long yes, man. rap. One week, yeah, yeah. like the chuck it in, chin chin chin, chick chin chin, you know. Chickity China, the Chinese, Chinese chicken. chicken. That's it. Yes. Have a drumstick in your brain, brain size thinking. Uh-huh. Thinkin'. Whatever it does, does that. <laughs> and then there's this, uh, I, I wanted to play this. It's only 28 seconds, but there's a, an Instagram handle called There I Ruined It. And they, oh, they, oh, yeah, yeah, they, yeah. They yeah. took this Red Hot Chili Pepper song okay. and completely changed the lyrics up. I want to learn the new lyrics, and here it is. Come to a leaper with the peppermint bait, the chalupas in the fair to red. And a door, California, buttermilk pancakes in my eyes. Stepped on a toe, broken Navajo code. Now it's time to iterate California. <laughs> I got a thumbtack on my nutsack. Highs 3.1415. Hey, oh. I like it. 
That is a good account. I follow them as well. I love it. All right. Well, anyhow, the most searched lyrics for any song in the U.S. is uh, Bohemian Rhapsody from Queen. So to be honest, I would not have thought that. Kind of interesting. Uh, we need to take a break because it is nine minutes until eight o'clock, and that nine. means we got to get to Crumb Bum Cash. So we're going to break. We're going to come back in a moment. We're going to get to that. Your chance to win a thousand dollars. Football's back, and this Eagle season, there are huge prizes to be won at Acme. Enter Acme Swooping and Win Sweepstakes, and you could win up to $10,000 cash or 2024 Eagle season tickets. And all you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at acmeswoopinandwingame.com. Acme makes sure Eagles fans have all their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. Stop in to discover why football is better at Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. Hi, I'm Steven Singer. Yep, that's me, the I hate Steven Singer guy. Why do other jewelers hate me? I'm a nice guy. Because other jewelers just want to throw up when you ask, can I trade in my old diamond studs? Why? I guess it's because they're in the business of selling. I'm in the love business. I love to see my friends come back and trade in their old diamond studs. It's true. You can start with any size and upgrade them for a bigger pair anytime you want. Get exactly what you paid. Not only do other jewelers not want you to trade in your diamond studs, but even if they do, they don't give you back what you paid. Why are their diamonds worth less? Oops. Come see me, the real Steven Singer, a real jeweler, whose diamonds are always worth what you pay. Visit me at the other corner of 8th and Walnut. By phone, 888-I-HATE-STEVEN-SINGER. Online, IHateStevenSinger.com. Oh, by the way, these stunning Anita diamond stud earrings are always 100% eye-flawless, near-colorless, brilliant-cut diamonds, magnificent and bright white, topped off with my 14-carat safety silicone backs. IHateStevenSinger.com. One place, one price. We'll get to the Bizarre File 2, so stay with us, please. In MMR's early days, we used carrier pigeons for requests, but some people got mad at us. So now we have the text line at 39333. It's faster, better, and there's less poop. So text us anytime at 39333. Get social with Preston and Steve. Find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. And coming soon to OnlyFans. I'm kidding. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Now, presents Preston and Steve's Bizarre Final. All right, this morning it is brought to you by Nova Farms. And Badfish, in a tribute to Sublime, this Saturday at the TLA. Doors open at 7. All tickets are free. Wow. While supplies last, 21 and over. That's Badfish at the TLA, this Saturday, presented by Nova Farms. We will begin with a story about a just-released video that shows a jack-in-the-box employee shoot at a drive through customer reportedly during an argument over missing curly fries. So the guns come out when the curling f- curly fries go missing. Some people have a hankering. I'm not uh, a big curly fries fan. I, I Yeah, I don't like go to them. I, I would hate to be shot to death over them. Over that, yes. According to a lawsuit, Anthony Ramos and his family ordered a combo meal at the restaurant. Ramos, a Florida resident, was in Houston for work. He picked up his pregnant wife and daughter, who was six years old at the time, from the airport and they stopped at the drive through for food. 15 minutes later, they were speeding off in an attempt to avoid gunfire. <laughs> in a new release video, uh, employee Ali Alania 
Fantasia Ford appears agitated with Ramos. He is in the driver's seat. His wife sitting in the front passenger seat. Their daughter's in the back. They paid $12.99 for a meal combo. Uh, but they didn't get the curly fries they ordered, prompting an argument. Not even halfway into the dispute. The video shows Ford ready a gun. And minutes later, and with another employee at the window, she throws ice and condiments before firing at least twice at the family. I'm going to go out on a limb here and describe her as a hothead. The lawsuit claims Jack in the Box was negligent for not keeping customers safe. In its original answer, Jack in the Box denied all allegations and stated that the restaurant has no control over and is not legally responsible for third parties like Ford. Uh, Ford is also named in a lawsuit and seeks at least $250,000 in damages. Ford was initially charged with aggravated assault with a deadly weapon, but pleaded guilty to a lesser charge of deadly conduct. One has uh, to wonder what would have happened had they had been just regular straight fries. She got a sentence of one year deferred uh, adjudication and completed it in June. So wow. now there's a lawsuit. I know. So they really accelerate those French fry cases. I guess they do. <laughs> but I mean, in the, only a year for taking a shot at someone? Well, like at point blank range. That's insane. That's insane. Uh, a wife has been sentenced after pulling down her husband's shorts at a town square in the villages in Florida. She, she pants them. Uh, Carrie Ann Graber was arrested on charges of disorderly conduct and resisting arrest. So she was found passed out at about 11 p.m. that night on the sidewalk at the square. When officers arrived on the scene, Graber had pulled herself up onto a bench <laughs> and a puddle was running from the bench onto the sidewalk and Graber's jeans were saturated. Oh, no. She said she urinated on herself. Yeah. The native New Yorker became belligerent and began using foul language towards police. Uh, She was also pointing her finger at them. She staggered and struggled struggled to walk. Graber's husband arrived on the scene and attempted to take her home. However, she screamed obscenities and jumped in and out of the vehicle. When officers attempted to take her into custody, she struggled with them and then reached over and pulled down her husband's shorts. Uh Take me to Jack in the Box. She ended up serving 12 days in jail before her husband bailed her out. This is one of the most depressing mug shots I've ever seen. This past week... She looks uh, like a sad Hummel figure. Uh, she appeared in court and pleaded no contest in the case and she was sentenced to time already served. A 10-year-old boy <clears throat> drove a piece of construction equipment through the streets of Pittsburgh's Brookline neighborhood, <laughs> leaving behind a bit of damage. The 911 call went out 7.30 Monday night, reporting that a child had stolen a bobcat Bob from cat. a construction site uh, after officers Jesus. could be see- surrounding a bobcat on uh, Fordham Street. I've always wanted to drive oh, one of those cats. Absolutely. There's a ton of heavy... We should go to Digger World and yeah. take a crack at it. They let you use all that stuff. Multiple part vehicles were hit... And- and a fence and a stop sign were knocked down. Police reportedly caught up to the child and released him to his family about an hour later. They confirmed the child inside was 10 years old. <clears throat> a ring camera captured the moment the bobcat skid steer loader slammed into a fence. Uh, and the police said that they are taking the investigation very seriously because of the age of the person involved. But I don't know how he managed to get that thing running, but he did. And uh, he, you can you can do some damage with the bobcat. Well, I think he's found his calling. Well, a vehicle towing a $30 million helicopter got stuck after the top of the aircraft inadvertently rammed into an overpass. Oh, man. The photographs show... Oh, the we he- can clear. 
The helicopter on top of a towing trailer wedged under the overpass. It appears the craft's rotor collided with the support beam on the underside of the bridge. You must be one of the dumbest sons of bitches i ever seen. The bridge passes 15 feet above the roadway. According to signage north and south of the span, technical oh. specifications for the helicopter indicate its body oh. as five and a half feet tall. So, so it's math. Uh, there is no indication the bridge sustained any structural damage and uh, the interstate would not be impacted. Uh, the driver was ticketed for careless operation. The aircraft involved was a Sikorsky S-92 and fresh from the production line, the helicopter goes for nearly $30 million. Oh my God, we're looking at a picture of it. What a disaster. Oh. <laughs> and then finally, uh, this is great. A Texas high school football game offered fans perhaps one of the most bizarre extra points you'll ever see. Uh, during the Gordon Longhorns 58-8 to win over Live Oak Classical on Friday night, uh, one of the game's 66 points had football fans stunned with amazement. Uh, Live Oak's coach, Bryce Helton, shared a video showing an extra point attempt after one of Gordon's touchdowns on the night. Uh, the ball was successfully kicked through the uprights on the far end of the field. But since the field did not have any nets behind the goalpost, the ball sailed out of play and onto a street located directly behind the end zone. Hilariously, a passing SUV was driving by the field with its windows down. At the exact same moment the ball went out of play, the ball passes perfectly through the truck's window, and the driver of the vehicle never even appeared to hit his brakes. <laughs> Despite wow. the ball going you into saw the case? I did, side. I did. Yeah. I, but I thought maybe there was somebody in the... Because it, it went in the passenger side. Right. I thought there was somebody in the passenger side who caught it. Yeah. It doesn't matter. I mean, you know... It, you know Timing-wise, like, timing it, it was, was just... One in a trillion. It just yeah. happened, and uh, somebody caught it on video. That's a great thing. So we're going to watch this. I've not seen it yet. So uh, the kick is up. The SUV is going by, and right, right in the window. In. Wow. <laughs> and they don't even slow down. That's yeah. great. For a second. Uh, that... <laughs> is pretty awesome. We're watching the slow-mo replay of this and it's just it's just perfect timing. That's yeah. all there is to it. It happens <laughs> every now and then, gang. All right, and that is what I have in the bizarre file for you. And you have roughly five minutes left to enter the word for Crumb Bum Cash. That word is amount, A-M-O-U-N-T. So we want you to do that right now. Amount, enter it, WMMR.com or the MMR app. Or you can text it to our special contest short code number, which is 45911. Uh, when we come back, we will have a guest in the studio. Will uh, Friedel is going to be here. Uh, and this is in conjunction with uh, Pod Meets World. Yes. Uh, they are doing the uh, the live appearance uh, Saturday at the Met. So we'll come back in just a second. Stay with us. Tonight, from 7 to 9, Nick McElwain from the Preston and Steve Show rocks the Maniunk Brewing Company, 4120 Main Street in Maniunk, with the Bud Light Thursday night kickoff. Enter for a chance to win a pair of Eagles Miami tickets, courtesy of Bud Light, and enjoy Bud Light specials. Our next guest is making the rounds in the city. It was at the Phil's game yes. last night. Very and cool. uh, we'll be at the Met on Saturday for this live event. If you were a fan of Boy Meets World or Maniunk, 
many other things that our guest has been a part of. You will want to be at the Pods Pod Meets World uh, event. The Kids Want to Jump Tour is what it's called at the Met. Please welcome Will Friedel. Yeah. Thank you. Thank nice. you for having me. Our pleasure. Thanks for being here, man. This has been so much fun so has far. It? Yeah. Oh, man. We're at the Phillies game last night. We got to dance with the Fanatic. It was incredible. Oh, that is cool. Yeah. It was really amazing. That's really crazy. like bucket, bucket list kind of stuff. So. <laughs> totally. Yeah. I remember my first time interacting with the Fanatic. I'm like, I can't believe I'm doing this. It was. <laughs> it was really cool. And we're, you know, we also got to see a game. We walked out and it was, it was five nothing. And then they came back and <sighs> yeah. everyone's smacking home runs. It was the coolest thing in the world. Yeah. And the best nice. part was a game that really didn't matter. Yeah. Nobody, yeah. <laughs> That's what everybody said. They're like, it might be a little subdued tonight because they won the night before. It wasn't subdued. It was great. Still okay. I love seeing this reaction to Boy Meets World. You know, we're we're fans of all sorts of genre stuff and see any rabid fan reaction to something like this. And you are seeing it. And it's just, just, um, you know, packing theaters. And it just sits in so many people's nostalgic, wonderful memories. The show itself, when it ran originally, was a modest hit. It It did okay. If that. Like yeah, we were kind of on. Right, that's how we look at it. <laughs> yeah, you know, uh, we we always you said, described like, it like the wings of. Uh, that it was. It yeah. was. It was wings. It was uh, like if you liked wings, then wings was great. Yeah. Um. Other people were like, "What is that?" But it ran eight seasons. That was Boy Meets World. Eight. Yeah, yeah. We we didn't. We were never on. You know, in TV Guide or any. We just kind of kept going. We thought we were doing it for our grandparents. So, <laughs> um, which is great. And then it the the second run happened on on. I think it went right to ABC Family and then to Disney and then to MTV. And then it exploded. And then by that point, yeah. it was important, yeah. So, Boy Meets World was a little... I, I, I was not age-appropriate to be watching that no, show. No, that's fair enough. Yeah. That's and, fair. Uh, I, but I do remember passing by and seeing Danielle Fischellen, and I would go... <laughs> That girl is gorgeous. Yeah. I'm changing the channel. Right uh, now. Yeah. <laughs> because she's you, way too not, young. No. But you yeah. could tell immediately she was a stunner without question. So she is at the event. She is. Uh, and so is uh, Ryder Strong. Also a stunner. And yeah, he is. He's a stunner. Stunning. Also a stunner. Yeah. Um, but do you guys have some other guests that are going to be joining as we well? We do. We do. We've got uh, Trina McGee's coming in who played uh, Angela on the show. Oh. We've got Tony Quinn who played Mr. Turner. And a local boy, Mr. Matthew Lawrence, is going to be joining Whoa. us. Are coming back to Philly for us. Yeah, you, that's you, awesome. You have had a, uh, uh, a many of the different appearances, people being swapped in and out, and special guests, and so on and so forth. Uh, a question for you is: as uh, as the show came into its own, have you been surprised by people who are now mature, perhaps celebrities in their own right, who are fans of Boy Meets World? We can. Well, first of all, they're usually fans of Danielle. <laughs> so that's as long as we're with her, we're cool, right, yeah, which, is, yeah. which is good. But yeah, no, we are. We get a lot of a lot of. We were at the uh, iHeart Music Festival uh, last weekend in Vegas, and a lot of these artists who I frankly didn't know who a lot of them were, if I'm honest, yeah, um, were coming up and wanting to take pictures and all this. It was it was great. It was really wow. cool. We just we had no idea, and I think by doing this tour, we're getting out there, and the fans are incredible and packing theaters, like you said. I and mean, we just didn't think it was going to happen, frankly. So we just had recently uh, the cast of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Philadelphia came in and they did a live podcast event. They've done it a few times here. Similar format as well. They'll put uh, episodes up. Uh, they'll talk about those episodes and, and specifically what was going on during filming. Mm-hmm. Similar thing that you guys are doing. We do for that's for the podcast. That's what we do for the live show. We do a whole new thing, which is fun. We got a big costume contest, so people are coming <laughs> dressed like their favorite characters. We do a uh, we bring somebody on stage to play one of the characters, and we do a whole scene that we make oh, up on the that's spot. Cool. We do uh, trivia, I, so it's just we just have a ton of fun. We really do that. Now, that's yeah. a cool thing. And as we said, so we're, we're friends with the as you would imagine the it's always sunny cast because it's. Philadelphia and over the years we've sure you know, by, by sheer force uh, but um, 
to, to be able to super serve your fans this way, this is something for years that never existed where you, you know, where it was always, uh, you know, um, that was the past. I don't want to yeah. embrace that. And there's so many people go, but I, I still want a little bit more. Um, and it seems to me, you know, knowing, knowing about your career, um, that you you always have appreciated what got you to the dance. That's and, uh, yeah, right. you, ha- you have to. It's one of those things where I've always said, uh, you know, I'm the luckiest guy in the world. So I wasn't even the first person to play the character. Um, they cast somebody else in the in the pilot, and he just wasn't tall enough. Because they felt Ben would grow. Ben was going to grow. And it would seem and weird would for seem you. Weird. Younger brother it. to be so, bigger yeah. than you. Yeah. I, I always say that that actor is five inches taller and I'm not sitting here right now. So <laughs> you never know what's going to happen. So, you know, I, I you do meet some actors that kind of turn their back on what got them where they are. And I never got that. Where I'm, <laughs> I'm just very happy to, to be embracing and enjoy it. It's just fun. I, I can see writing down an application. Yeah. My, my most, uh, my yeah. most uh, 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 attractive or feature or my most. My uh, height. Yeah, my height. <laughs> I'm, I feel Five inches taller. Yeah, five guy. inches. Why tall. do you think you deserve this job? Because I'm tall. <laughs> I'm taller than the yeah, other guy. Yeah. yeah. Well, so. I, be, I became aware of you. Well, not I was aware of you. Obviously, I, I was Boy Meets World was out of my my appropriate viewing sure. circle at that point in time. But uh, Batman Beyond. Yeah. Batman Beyond was huge. Yeah. Uh, and and I remember the blowback on that originally, and I'm like, I I, I love this series. You got to work with Kevin Conroy. Uh, yeah, Kevin, Kevin Conroy. Yeah. Yeah. The legendary. Yeah. Um. Uh. Batman. And a voiceover actor passed away recently. Yeah. Um, and so that was really cool. I mean, um, and I know you, you going through the list of uh, superheroes that you voiced. Uh, uh, well, Deadpool, Bumblebee, well, Blue Beetle, uh, Star-Lord, Green Lantern, um, but also uh, Lionel and Thundercats. Yeah, yeah, that was, oh, man, that was a tough one because we were, finally they were going to reboot Thundercats, which is one of my favorite shows of all time as a kid. Yeah. And um, I got the part of Lionel, which is crazy, and then I started writing for the series as well. So we finished the the first season and we got picked up for the second season. I'd already written the first three episodes of the, of the second season. Season, and then the toys weren't selling, so they pulled the green light. And it ended with Mumra winning. And it's like, how can you have a kid's <laughs> cartoon where the bad guy Mumra. wins? Yes. He wins? He won at the end of our series because we were supposed to get picked up and fight back. And it was like they ended with Empire Strikes Back. <laughs> That's like, like and Carbonite, we're done. Thanks what for playing. Wow. Yeah. So it See, was yeah, totally it was unjust. Yeah, it was weird. So, uh, well, your, your knowledge was, uh, and you've done a fair amount of writing, have you not? I have. I've, yeah. been, I've been lucky in my writing career. I actually, I, I, the first thing I wrote, I was 19. I wrote the Winnie the Pooh movie. For, for Disney. Wow. Um, which just came out with Ewan McGregor like uh, two years ago. Oh my gosh. So yeah, they, they went through so many hands that, that now it was written by somebody else. But yeah, I originally wrote that back in the day as a kid and then um, yeah, just kept writing. Usually for animation is my favorite thing to you write don't, for. So. I think it's wild is that, so you, you, um, you know, you started young, you were in Hartford. I think you did like a, like an Ibsen play. Yeah, uh, we yeah, did right. a Doll's House, or which Doll's I've House. still never seen the end of because right. I was 10 when we were doing it. Mumra so. wins at the end. <laughs> <laughs> That's, what I heard. That's exactly what I heard. Ibsen in love yeah, to the Mumra yeah. really kind of aspect. Huge Thundercats. <laughs> he was. He was. Uh, but, uh, but you got into like OG Nickelodeon. Yeah. Right? I got like, slimed like Nickelodeon. You got slimed. Yeah. Wow. And I, I don't know if you guys realize this, but your, um, the, your overseer basically was Robin from Double Dare, <laughs> yeah. correct? Yeah. She was sort of your... Yeah, we made so really? my job at 13, they moved us to um, Universal Studios before it was opened. So for five weeks beforehand, my co-host friends and I had our own apartment where Robin was our guardian. 
Um, and it, we had to go to the park every day with a camera crew and just ride all the rides over and over again <gasps> oh while they filmed just, us. Just you guys? Just us. And so oh and to, to use for the three-hour live opening. So I had my own closed theme park for five oh weeks when I was 13. That's God. incredible. Yeah. Wow. And that's all we did. Was just And the rides were breaking down, and there, you know, we'd be on the E.T. ride. I'm oh, sorry, I broke down. They'd bring a ladder. They'd climb us down. The 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 Jaws ride, the, uh, the shark broke one day, and it actually bit the boat, and the boat <laughs> sank. And the safety guy had to, like, swim away as we're watching. Yeah, so wow. we just had the park to wow. ourselves. That's so the, better. The E.T. ride is still there. It, it is was the a great oldest ride. ride. We, went, not, yeah. we went earlier this year. Smells good. We love the E.T. <laughs> ride. Yeah, it's a great ride. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's nothing. You'll say as... your name on the way out. Yes. Yes. And, yeah, and yeah, you'd yeah. always try to mess it up so they couldn't couldn't tell what the name was. Yeah. Yeah. We'd, we'd always do that, yeah. Oh, my God. So that Five is wild. weeks of that. That's yeah. fantastic. Well, that's when you knew you had a weird name because E.T. at the end, he would go, bye, Billy. Bye, Sandy. Bye, friend. Friend was the default. Friend was the default. Oh, oh. <laughs> you knew you had a name where your parents screwed you out of having a good name. Name is ET could pronounce Ishkabibble. <laughs> well, I'm fascinated by voiceover work and, and um, the, that realm of acting. Um, so when you get a, a, a bit, you get a role or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I what's the process like? Do you figure out what your voice is going to sound like first, and then start acting? Is it all done at the same time? Like because you are acting. I mean, you're, you're, sure. you're bringing yeah. you know your acting chops to that role. So how do you find um, the voice, and then how do you find uh, how you want to uh, present it? Well, I mean, you'll get it, the, the thing that I love about voiceover is I don't care if you've been working for forty years; everybody's still equal. So everybody auditions for everything all the time, wow. which is great. Very rarely are you just offered a role like like on camera stuff. So you got to get that match. Yeah. So yeah. that's what they're looking for. So you'll read something. But then you get into the room, and usually you worked with the directors before, and and they'll say, you know, okay, we're looking for young teenage heroes. So automatically you go up, and you're like here, and you're young teenage. But then the person you're sitting next to sounds too much like that. All right, we need to do this. So you tweak when you're in the room, then, and then by the time you're done, he's forty and British. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, you, you, you never kind of know what what's going to happen he's John when you Cleese. get there. Exactly. All, all of a sudden. So of of, of those roles, uh, you know, obviously Batman Beyond is. There's always been talk of of Ugh. committing that to film. I would yeah. love to see that. I'm a massive fan of that whole, whole series. But which of the uh, superhero properties would you have loved to have participated in a live-action version or would still love to participate yeah. in a live-action version? Of yeah, I mean, Batman Beyond. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Would be it's just, it lends itself so perfectly to film. I think it does. I think now trying to get into the spandex at 47 <laughs> would be a, a lot harder than <laughs> when I was 17. Yeah. Um, but uh, no, I mean, seeing that would be would be pretty outstanding. It, 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 it is pretty wild. So you, you have Many tables at at conventions. Then, right? I mean, you have your your uh, uh, credibility is is unimpeachable. I do. I got a lot of nerd cred. I also play D anD D, so I've oh got a God. ton of nerd cred, which wow. is great. Um, but yeah, it's uh, the the Batman. The whole thing with Batman Beyond. I mean, when we did Return of the Joker, I was in between Kevin Conroy and Mark Hamill for two weeks. Wow. Conroy was just just so good, and the fact that he, he got to get on the. Um, uh, the, the 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 crossover flashpoint. Yes, um, was yes. Yeah, he was so nervous. He called me before. Well, I don't know what. Uh, and he actually sounded like that. So okay, every time uh, he called you, you were talking to Batman. By the way, he turned in. He turned in. Emmy level performances, phenomenal. Was yeah. a stage. He was a stage actor. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. He, that, but he would call you with. I think I'm gonna eat a hot dog today. Like, <laughs> Great, Batman. Let's get a hot dog. It was Batman. awesome. It was so cool. Yeah. I want you worked wow. with um, uh, uh, William um, kind of, uh, Daniels. Uh, Daniels, Daniels, Mr. legendary Feeney, yeah. Mr. Feeney, legendary. Yeah. And you were relaying a story about being on the set, and the first time you realized that he had a place in in sci fi history. Uh, 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 
explain what happened because I think this is hilarious. So our executive producer's name is Michael Jacobs, and we always would do these long note sessions at the end, and Bill had something to say, and he went, Michael, and we all went, Oh my God, he was Kit. <laughs> you were Kit, and, and it wasn't until he said our executive At that moment, like we all went, "Oh my God!" You, and it changed everything. You know, all, all the other little things he did, like seventeen seventy six, right, right. You know, the Graduate. None of that mattered. You were Kit on Night Rider, accomplished actor. So yeah. on, and obviously he's been to these. He's he's done a yeah. couple of these. Still um, does. Yeah, still does. Um, but did he? I don't want to say did he suffer you guys or did? I mean, uh, he that's. The, I think the perfect way. Is that the perfect yeah, way? Yeah. yeah. He was also a child actor himself. He oh, started so. very, very young. I mean, like vaudeville stuff, his, his parents put him into it when he was like six or seven years old. Right. Wow. Um, so he never treated us. It didn't matter that you were 11 or 12. You're part of the cast. You're a fellow actor. That's it. You're not going to get treated like a kid. You're going to show up on time. You're going to know your lines. Did you appreciate um, it at the time? Oh, absolutely. Okay. I, did, I was a little older. I was 16. Um, but uh, yeah, we all we all knew that when you're with Bill, you don't mess around. And even when we messed around occasionally, he'd give us, he'd give us a little little bit of leeway, but you knew you were working with Bill, so yeah, it was, uh, yeah he made sure professionalism was front and center. Well, wow. So, eight years, you kind of say you're sort of the wings of, um, of uh, ABC. Yes. Were you, was there a level of anonymity that came with that, even though you're on a network show? Oh, yeah. Oh, it was great. I mean, it was the perfect combination of being able to be on a, a, a show that was wonderful, but also be able to walk around and do whatever we want, we want which is, which I, I kind of can still do as long as Danielle's not with me. If you're, <laughs> if you're walking around with Topanga, you get recognized everywhere. But if you're by yourself, it's okay. Yeah. Oh, you know what? I forgot. Uh, Maitland Ward was a cast member on yes. there. Maitland, yeah, Maitland Ward is now a porn star. We had yes. her on the show. Yeah. Yeah. Um, She's a sweetheart. Yeah, she has, has, still talks to Maitland a lot. Has <laughs> she? Yeah, has she? Uh, ta- has she been a part of the uh, of the podcast? Not yet. She'll be on when she'll definitely having her on when her season comes up. She doesn't come okay. on until later in the show. And we're trying to save some of the guests. We bring them on when they come in, but she'll certainly be on when she she she, she has found her lane. Like this, she's become very successful. She has. In, in she's adult been great film and loves it and wrote her book and yeah, yeah. yeah she was on to promote yeah. yeah, and she was very eloquent and very. Oh, she is this absolutely. Is, this yeah. is what I'm. And that's it. Yeah, we did. I will say I did. Would not have guessed. Yeah, right. um, you know, as you're sitting there talking to her on the set, it would I would have figured like, you. Someday you're doing porn. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I would have figured you. Exactly. Oh man, even I don't want to watch myself in porn. That may be on. But uh, but no, we were. It was one of those things where it was kind of like, yeah, go do your thing. Yeah, you, know, you find yeah. happiness, take it. If you're just tuning in, it's Will Friedle who's here. Pod meets world. The kids want to jump tour is going to be Saturday at uh, the Met in Philadelphia. Now we've got some Uber fans, massive yes. fans. Boy meets world. Yeah. So uh, I want to see if Marissa wants to come in here and ask a question. Miss Morris was trying to play it cool. And Kyle uh, was a massive <laughs> uh-huh. fan too and I th- I'd, I'd like them to be able to directly yes, ask I you would any, love to. any questions kidding? they might have. This so. is great. Marissa did not, I would never have known. She played it totally cool, <laughs> by the way. It was so sweet in the green room. Um, I was like, oh yeah, well I'm like 40 so Boy Meets World is really my wheelhouse. He's like, oh I wouldn't think you were 40. I wouldn't at all. Am I blushing? And I never would have pegged Kyle Mack here as a, as a big fan of Boy Meets World as well. I am a huge fan of Boy Meets World. I was telling Will in the green room over there that I've probably watched all of the seasons maybe anywhere between five and ten times over the course of my life so far. It's a veteran by the way. Are are you a veteran too? I am an Air Force veteran, yeah. Thank you so much. My father's a retired captain of the Navy, so thank you for that. Thank Thank you, your father, for his service. So, would you guys like to ask uh, a question? Well, first off, I want to act really cool and just let you know that I was just texting Robin because I was trying to get her to call in because we're friends with Mark's 
Summers and Rob. No. Yeah. Are you texting Rob? Does yes. she even remember me? Well, we'll take a selfie while we're standing here. And um, I haven't heard back from you guys. I think she's sleeping. She's <laughs> retired, early. so she doesn't uh, necessarily have she to wake up. She was the best. Absolutely the best. So to, just to set the like scene around here, like we brought in Mark Summers and Robin and Harvey yep. 10, 12 years ago. And okay. we did Double Dare. We did live Drunk, drunk Double Dare. Studio. That's awesome. That's <laughs> yeah. awesome. So I'm over here trying to like explain to the guys. I was like, I really, you guys should dig deep into the Eric Matthews character and find out why the arc changed so much over the years. Like, he really started as, like, the cool older brother. And the then fan. he got yeah. to, like, the doofusy guy yeah. that, like, suddenly the dad moved from the grocery store to, like, he owns an REI and yeah. what it is. And now suddenly he's in college and he's a smart guy. Right? We have no idea what it is. We think, <laughs> frankly, we thought that the the show, the A storyline was going so much more Dawson's Creek, which, oh. was, which was very popular at the time, that then they just wanted to cut to, and now here's Will for the laughs. Like, that was that kind of doing it that way. That's how so. I. That's how I knew you. Just uh, like drive-bys, and I would, I would check the yeah. show out, and you'd seem to be very funny and very and and oh, and, and, and But uh, I always remember there were a touted. Um, Powerful episode. Oh, yeah, the very Powerful special episode. Yes, on yeah. this very special episode. Very special. We still joke about that. Where Ryder was an alcoholic for like 20 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> um, it, was, it was like that kind of stuff. Where it's like, oh, I guess we're doing the drinking episode now. So that kind of well, idea. and then who played his dad? Oh, his dad, uh, Blake Clark. Chet. Yes. Played Chad Hunter. Blake Clark, great comedian. And would just come on and go like, ah, sitcom. Great. Doing this one. Right, and they would just like write him off for a season and, and he would just come live with yeah. you guys and then he'd for come a back. season. Yeah, and then he would come back. Yeah. And, and, we, back and oh, we never knew. We'd come back and be like, like, oh, yeah, those characters you've known forever, they're gone now. Like, wait, what? Wait, and huh? so they'd just be gone. Yeah, it was weird. Wow. Yeah. But then there was also, like, the Teen Beat years. Like, you had to live with photo shoots. Yeah. Were those happening weekly? Uh, they were a lot. You know, it was it was probably monthly we would get together. And that's actually why we call this the Kids Want to Jump Tour is because um, they would always throw us a globe at some point because um, it's Boy Meets World. So right. your globe comes in at some point, <laughs> And then they'd say, what do you want to do? And Ryder, I think at one time, went, I don't know, we could jump. <laughs> And the, the photographer freaked out. The kid, everyone back in. The kids want to jump. The kids want to jump. So that is why this is the kids want to jump no tour way. that we have. I love that. Right I right freaking so love that. Was it, when, when you were in that, that realm, uh, you know, Tiger Bee and all sure. that stuff, uh, was it tough to stay grounded or were you just looking around going, this is crazy? This it, is, it was, uh, it was. It, it's so absurd. Yeah, it really is. Where it's one of those things where people are hanging your picture on the wall. It's. It, it. I also have two older brothers. Where I. I think when I was sixteen, I went home. Sixteen or seventeen, we just started the show. I said one thing that came off as slightly egotistical, and my head was in the toilet. <laughs> that's not even a joke. Yeah, swirly. They lifted me up. They gave me the swirly. They put me back down. They're like, "That's not going to fly here," and it never happened oh again. Sounds about right. Um, so. Great. Never happened again. That was that was it. That was my moment of slightly big headedness. Never going to happen. And again. your parents were supportive, but like, okay, uh, we're going to drive you to the place. You yeah. do it. Well, that's my parents. So my dad's retired captain of the navy. They're both lawyers. Who's in the JAG Corps? Yeah. And my mother's a lawyer. Was a lawyer in, in Connecticut. She since retired and is an author. Um, and so they were like, we love that you want to do this, and we're fully supportive. You're now a man of eleven, so you've got to find out what you're doing. Um, we'll drive you to the bus station, but that's the best we can do. So I, in the 80s, I would get dropped off in, at the bus in Farmington, Connecticut. I'd take the bus to Port Authority in New York City. Wow. By um, yourself? By myself. Uh, my manager would pick me up, usually most of the time. 
And um, I would wander the city, go to my auditions. And what about and Nickelodeon? You had to go to Canada for that. Yeah, did Nick, you not? well, we did. We did some in Canada. We were and at Fifty Fifth and Ninth in Unitel Studio in in New York. I lived there with my older brother for uh, for uh, a summer. It was always like who could be your guardian. So when I actually got Boy Meets World, my parents. I was sixteen. They weren't going to move out to L.A. with me. So my oldest brother's fraternity brother happened to be moving out at the same time. Oh man! And so Earl became my guardian, and that was it. So the frat brother, the frat brother. Um, yeah. So that was. I, I, I grew up very quickly, which is good. But I was I, my parents are have been married almost sixty years. I come from a very tight family. Cool. They knew I wasn't a party wild kid. I've never been to a club in my life. Um, so it was like just go and do your thing, and and we're here for you. It was great. Wow. Yeah. That's a, that's All right, Kyle, you got a question? Well, Marissa kind of touched on it uh, with, with what she was saying, but uh, your character Eric went through something that I like to call the Carlton Bank syndrome. Uh huh. Gotcha. Where uh, if you watch the if you watch the first episode. And you compare it with the last one. You go from someone who is a, a normal functioning dude to someone you wonder if they even remember how to breathe. Right. Yes. Yeah. And, this is true. And there's wa- two good theories for that, by the way. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Uh, my question is uh, actually it's uh, also with that. It's interesting because especially towards the last uh, season, you'll you'll have that type of demeanor, but then also have those moments like when Eric and Corey were fighting over cl- uh, clearing, clearing out, out the garage. garage. Everyone picks up the cleaning out the garage one, yeah. Because <laughs> you go from, as Marissa said, that doofus to someone who is very heartfelt and serious because this is a very serious moment between Eric and his brother. Right. Now... As far as the transforming into the doofus, is was that a very calculated effort? And what was it like developing or not developing the character over time? Well, the two theories of why he actually turned that way are pretty interesting. One is that since it's called Boy Meets World and it's through Corey's eyes, mm-hmm. when Corey was younger, Eric appeared to be the cool older brother. But as he aged, he oh. realized that his brother was actually more of a doofus. Okay. That's the theory. Uh, that's, that's kind not of my, cool. It oh my is. God. My favorite theory, though, is there's an episode where Eric repeatedly hits his head into a car door. <laughs> and so there's actual brain damage. <laughs> more, that's, more tragic. That's, but the, other, yes, that's the other theory. Um, so there's, there are two working theories. I frankly like the latter, but that's just me. Um, really what it came down to was they needed bigger laughs. Because right. again, Corey and Topanga, the A storyline was getting more and more dramatic. And then they found out with the physical comedy stuff, I was just good at it. So they were kind okay. of just kept throwing more stuff and then I started to bet it kind of almost became a bet between myself and the producers and the writers of how far he could mm-hmm. go and so by the time he's plays with squirrels or in the couch right. then it's just <laughs> it was off to the races by that point wow. okay. uh, we mentioned William Daniels a little bit earlier and uh, we're getting a lot of texts and I, um, I uh, you can imagine what's coming next but can you do the Mr. Feeney line <laughs> so this is the thing um, A because of the strike which we're still uh. very supportive of and B I gave it to the girls on Girl Meets World and nice. there's an interesting story that goes back to Thundercats. Right. So uh, Larry Kenny, who was the original voice of Lion-O, yes. uh, went to a convention and somebody said, can you do the Thundercats call? And he said, they just recast a new Lion-O. I'll do it one more time and then I'm passing the torch and it's officially Wills and I'm not going to do it anymore. And I thought that was so cool. And you're when, not clamped on to it for yeah, eternity. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And when the girls did it, we're going to do it on Girl Meets World, I went in front of the audience, I did it one more time and I said, now it's officially yours. So well, I, I, have, um, I would have to imagine, what's the Mr. Feeney line? I mean, you don't have to do it. No, but no, I don't no. Even it, know what so, it is. so, it really, what it is is it started in the script. It's just Eric approaches, approaches the fence and says, "Mr. Feeney," and you just go, "Mr. Feeney," and that was it. And me being ham by the end of the show.
show, it was this long, like I'm just doing all the stuff that just to keep me on camera as long as I could. It was like 90 seconds long by the time we were done. So with Girl Meets World, uh, they had the weight of having to deliver this. (laughs) It's like like saying I'm Bond, James Bond at that point. Pretty much, yeah. Did you you counsel him or did you say you're free? I helped a little bit, but I said you're you're never gonna gonna do what I did. Right. You'll never approach the master. So just go off. No, it's like right. they, they knew. You know, go they were fail. Great at it. Yeah. Yeah. They gave him a swirly. <laughs> that, exactly. They, yeah. The girls picked me up and yeah. dug me in the toilet. Uh, uh, but that's what Larry Kenny said. He said where, where he said, "I know the first time you do this, there's going to be the weight of the world on you." I was like, "The Thundercats call, you think?" Yeah. So it was. It was. Yeah. Right. That right. Was right. Tough. That was tough. With the strike, are you allowed to do Thundercats or is that uh, no Thundercats? I can do that's Thunder, Thunder, Thundercats. Oh, yeah. That's. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah. No, animation I could do all the time. Yes. I could be Batman the whole time. That's fine. <laughs> um, so Girl Meets World was on Disney. Mm-hmm. Uh, is Was Boy Meets World affiliated with Disney? I don't know. Yeah, so, okay. so ABC and Disney were okay. together. It was yeah. ABC. Yeah. Uh, we had had, I forgot who we had in, uh, who had a Disney show, Casey, years ago, and we asked him about, wow, you must get the run of the parks. You must be able to do all this stuff. And they were like, no. 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 You nope. would think so, but no. Occasionally. And when Disney does throw a party, they throw a party. Oh, yeah. yeah. Sure. So, yeah, if it's like their 35th anniversary, they fly you all there in a jet. You get to go behind the scenes at all the rides, all that kind of stuff. The rest of the time, they're like, the line starts back there. I would think if there's anywhere you would, as, as a, as a kid where you would want to throw your quasi-celebrity weight around even if you were able to understand celebrity weight would be at the amusement parks yeah. and you couldn't even get traction. But yeah. you got the greatest gift of all time, that preview of Universal. Oh, oh that was still... I, oh. People always say, what's the best job you ever had? I'll never beat that. I mean, yeah. I had a theme park to myself at 13. You can't, <laughs> yeah. uh-huh. You're never going to beat that. I don't care what I do ever in my life, that is the pinnacle. Well, I love you, babe. That's to my wife. <laughs> oh, um, and my wedding. And my wedding. Number two. And, <laughs> but it was the perfect match of the theme park and a 13-year-old. Yeah. Like, yeah. it couldn't have happened at a better time. Yeah, it was just, it was the coolest thing in the world. And then it was like, hey, we got to shoot something today where you need to go to the restaurants and eat all the fun food. The thing like, all oh. right, I guess we'll do that. <laughs> great. Uh, I love it. it I great. love it. Yeah, yeah. it's the stuff you dream. I mean, years ago, they're, they're, uh, you know, the first time I had a taste of something like that, a radio job present at a station here, DRE, mm-hmm. and there was the um, the, the, the food, uh, the comedians. Uh, um, what was the, the big drive, the HBO Comic Relief. Oh, yes. So they flew um, my wife and I out to California, to Universal. We got that cut the line. I mean, cut the line ahead of Make-A-Wish Kids. You know, like, like, and I'm like, oh my god, and and and, and, and you know, you're like, I feel horrible, but I'm loving this. Yeah. Uh, so, so it, uh, to me, for you to process that and then kind of keep it in check, I guess the swirlies helped. They do. It, you it, got yeah. the two older brothers. Yeah, that definitely it, it, helped. Because yeah. it would seem almost an insert. You, you are, you, you don't have so many kids and, and childhood actors succumb to things. Yeah. And I think what happens, and correct me if I'm wrong, other kids naturally are like this guy like they'll be they'll bristle at that you think you're going to have like oh wow you're in the show but does that happen or do you get sort of outcast status at school it, it, well it depends unfortunately when you're a kid anything that makes you different is bad okay. it doesn't matter what it is it, right. I, I remember for a good year uh <laughs> 
<laughs> so it's it's funny and yet horrible for me to say at the same time. In like seventh grade, every time I open my mouth in class, two or three people will go, "I'm sorry, I was just acting." <laughs> every time I opened my mouth, right? Um, so yeah, nothing. <laughs> Don't start with me. It's just, you're re-triggering me all over. Um, no, no, no. But so it was. It is. It's just anything is anything. Yeah, yeah. But but it's also one of those things where I you know again from the family. It all comes from how you're raised. So the family I came from. Getting, you know, getting the big head or, uh, you know, falling down the rabbit hole of, you know, you're literally somebody cool on Thursday night and then the show's over on Friday morning. You're you're somebody. You're, you're, you're just you again. Yeah. And and it's one of those things where if there's no difference between those teams, it's like, no, I was just me Thursday night. I just had a different job. Right. And you're fine. Yeah. If your whole life is about, well, what am I going to do now? I need to chase that high. Then you have some problems. Hmm. Yeah. All right. I'm going to slip back and go back to producing. But uh, okay. two things. Yeah. I think. Have you guys been to the real chubbies? No, we're get, oh. we, we're going. We're, okay. I think we're going either today or tomorrow. We're okay. going to the real chubbies, which is awesome. Yeah. Which, awesome. by the way, when we come and do the slide with our cardboard thing, we're gonna. I want to make a oh. chubbies oh. booth, <laughs> cardboard classic, cardboard classic. I want to yeah. make a full chubby set that the cast slides Whoa. down the hill. Oh, now, I've already thought about it. I've already thought about what I want to do. So, well, yeah. with the trick shot at the pool yes. table. <laughs> Thank you. Um, so then add this to your list. I think you guys should also go to Independence Hall. Yeah. And record yourself singing like "Sit Down, John." Somebody open up the window. Yeah, we just do our 70, uh, 1776 yes. for Mr. Feeney. I that love that. That was Mr. Feeney's line in the movie. It was, um, well, the series, by the way, for people who don't know, it took place in Philadelphia. Yeah. yeah. yeah so yeah. that's yeah. obviously the big connection. Is there a John Adams High in Philadelphia? Is that a real thing? No. Or they make that up just for the show? They made that okay. up. But Corey okay. and you guys would always have all the Phillies gear. Of course. And it was like the 93 Phillies it all over the, the place. Best. Yeah. Um, I'm officially Team Eric. Move over, Team Sean. Yes. Yes. Oh, yes. Sorry. Peace out. <laughs> all right. Love that. Great mic drop. Wow. Wow. Uh, well, the event is coming up on Saturday, and if you want to get tickets, uh, it's through the Met, and uh, you can go to themetphilly.com to get all that. But um, So it's not till Saturday. You guys, are you doing any more of the city while you're here? Yeah, I, I'm, a, I'm a history buff, so I want to do all the history oh, stuff. This. I've been here before, and this is like, you know, I grew up in Connecticut where some of the history comes from. Um, and, <laughs> it does uh, come from there, too. Boston, Philly, that whole this whole vibe of just the kind of the birthplace of our country I'm a big fan of. So yeah, The great part is when you're here and you're able to drink it in, whatever you see, it's probably the first. Right. Yeah, I, the first. I, I can't yeah. wait. Which so, is yeah, amazing. Going yeah. to where the Second Continental Congress was yeah. and Liberty Bell, I'm just, yeah, I'm over the moon. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Excellent. All right, we'll get the tickets. Uh, TheMetPhilly.com. It's Pod Meets World. The Kids Want to Jump Tour. And we hope you have a great time while you're in town. Thank you so much for having me here. This has been great. Absolutely. Uh, Will Friedel, yeah. guys. Thanks, We're going to take a break. We'll come back in just a second. Stay with us. Your smart speaker can settle arguments, tell you the weather, and even order stuff. But did you know it can also stream WMMR, ask it to open MMR, and it'll begrudgingly comply. Get social with Preston and Steve. Find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. And coming soon to OnlyFans. I'm kidding. Football's back, and this Eagle season, there are huge prizes to be won at Acme. Enter Acme Swoop In and Win Sweepstakes, and you could win up to $10,000 cash or 2024 Eagles season tickets. And all you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at Acme Swoop In and Win Game.com. Acme makes sure Eagles fans have all their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. Stop in to discover why football is better at Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. Hi, I'm Steven Singer. Yep, that's me, the I Hate Steven Singer guy. Why do other jewelers hate me? 
I'm a nice guy because other jewelers just want to throw up when you ask, can I trade in my old diamond studs? Why? I guess it's because they're in the business of selling. I'm in the love business. I love to see my friends come back and trade in their old diamond studs. It's true. You can start with any size and upgrade them for a bigger pair anytime you want. Get exactly what you paid. Not only do other jewelers not want you to trade in your diamond studs, but even if they do, they don't give you back what you paid. Why are their diamonds worth less? Oops. Come see me, the real Steven Singer, a real jeweler, whose diamonds are always worth what you pay. Visit me at the other corner of 8th and Walnut. By phone, 888-I-HATE-STEVEN-SINGER. Online, IHateStevenSinger.com. Oh, by the way, these stunning Anita diamond stud earrings are always 100% eye flawless, near colorless, brilliant cut diamonds, magnificent and bright white, topped off with my 14 karat safety silicone backs. IHateStevenSinger.com. One place, one price. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. We've got another interview coming up in a little bit with uh, director Peter Fessianelli, but, um, man, some sad news to pass along. Yeah. Dumbledore died. Michael, Michael Gambone passed away. Uh, that is just terrible to see. Uh, he was 82 years old, I believe. Yeah. Uh, he was, had had he, he been perfect. ill, do we know? I, this is the first I'd heard of anything, and um, I remember when he, you know, he got the role for the third movie for Prisoner of Azkaban, I was like, nobody can replace Richard Harris, and then this guy came in and absolutely did, and he he made the role his own, and yeah. he just—he was perfect as Dumbledore. Yeah, there I, was there was a um, yeah there was a delineation. Richard Harris had it was Richard Harris, right. and, and brought a really um, his own thing to it. And I think a little bit more uh, paternal came in with him with yeah. Gambone. Um, and I, you know what? To be honest, I don't know about much about his career. I just quickly was reading a little bit, and he's uh, like a member of the British Empire, and you know was revered and. Uh, Lawrence Olivier was uh, somebody who had uh, looked, uh, had seen his brilliance early on. I just didn't know. I think he did a lot of work in the UK. He did. He played the father on Family Matters. Oh my God! Yeah, yeah. I didn't even An realize. Incredible performance! <laughs> wow! Stop it. Did he do that? <laughs> uh, no, but he was just wonderful in um, in the Harry Potter series. Again, excellent. You think of those films. And the quality oh, across, and, and the magic uh, that is inherent in those movies and what they're able to pull off with different directors. Yeah. It's yeah. amazing. That's a good point. Yeah. Um, so, sad news. 82 years old. Wow. I think it was different directors for all but two of the movies. Christopher Columbus did the first two yeah. um, with, actually, with Richard Harris. And, and we've said this many times, but th- those movies are kind of uh, kids' movies. Yeah, as, they're finding uh, their way. Yeah, as the first two books. And then the transition from uh, the second book to the third. Um, and if you if you do watch the third movie, if you watch Prisoner of Azkaban, Azkaban you'll notice that uh, Michael Gambon slash Dumbledore is not in it as much. And that was deliberate. They, uh, that was the movie that um, Shyamalan might have directed and ended up being Alfonso Cuaron instead. Um, but they, they kept uh, Dumbledore a little bit in the background because they wanted to ease the transition right. from Richard Harris to, to, right. uh, yeah, right. to, to, a new, uh, to a new actor. After our next uh, our interview, if you want, ask me, because you had mentioned Christopher Columbus, ask me about my conversation with Jackie Bam Bam and Christopher Columbus. We'll do that. Oh, All right, Jackie, I'm going to write that down. <laughs> Bam Bam conversation. Okay. All right. Uh, we now have a conversation with our next guest, uh, who is on to promote On Fire, which is in theaters uh, tomorrow, by the way. Uh, he's the director of the film, and this looks like an intense, like, edge-your-seat type of movie. And uh, you want to, uh, you definitely want to uh, take a look when you get a chance. Uh, Peter Fessianelli. Yay! Any stars yeah. in the film as well. Hey, Peter, good morning. Good morning, morning. How are you guys? We're good, man. How you doing? I'm doing good. 
so dark here in Los Angeles. <laughs> I got you early. We, we got the, yeah. We're sorry about that. But it's it's building up to uh, <laughs> it's building up to the big release. You've got how does it feel when it's about to happen? When when the project that you've worked on for so long and ready to present to the masses is about to make its debut. It's splash. Uh, it feels like wedding day. That's what it feels like. <laughs> like a little nervous, like because you, it's built up to this moment. You're, but, but you're there for the guests. Now it's all about the guests, and uh, and also just giving it over to the audience. So, uh, and you hope they like it. Yeah. They show up. The, the word has been very good uh, on it. Now you co-directed with Nick Lyon, correct? Um, yeah. And sure. it, and it just it happened by um, from what and correct me if I'm wrong, but Nick uh, got COVID during production and you picked up the reins directing and um was that uh, now you directed before but was that no pun intended a trial by fire in this case <laughs> no I, I directed two other films before you know i signed on to do the lead of the film and 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 it was a very poignant story about wildfires and my family gets trapped in a wildfire and uh and then you know, Nick got sick, like you said, and, and there was no time to really stress about it. You know, someone had to take the baton and keep on going. So I jumped in. And it was kind of like my character in the movie because my character in the movie, he, you know, he's a dad and he has his family. And then and then all of a sudden he's, he's thrown into this chaotic event. So I, I just kind of used it because it was like life imitating art. No, no, yeah, and where you are, obviously, you're in LA right now. But I mean, we've had in the in the news between Maui and the Canadian forest fires and all that stuff. This has all been going on. But it's my understanding that it was important to you and to Nick to convey in this movie, and I think it's it's something that sort of blew us away about the whole Maui thing. How quickly these fires can move. Yeah, there's a lot of t- wonderful takeaways in this film. I mean, there's an umbrella of this family survival film that, that is an entertaining movie that keeps you on the edge of your seat. Uh, but you feel like part of this family, like like it gives you an in-depth look where, where you feel like you are part of that family and you're you're trying to get out of that fire so that so that you can have more compassion and and, all, and then maybe we can come together and give pause to you know how we can solve this issue that, that continues to happen far too often. Uh, but there's a lot of other takeaways, like you said, uh, where my character doesn't think it's coming anywhere near them, and the shift of the wind happens, and it's at their doorstep. Yeah. You know, which happens. Yeah, and you know what? What I, what I can equate it with is I have uh, family members that uh, that live in Florida, and you get word that there's a storm uh, yeah. coming up the coast. Where's it going to go? Well, we're not really sure, but I think it might here. When's it going to land? We're not 100% sure. And the ability to just pack up and leave is not always an option for everybody. It's not always a, uh, a real, uh, you know, a convenient <laughs> thing to be able to do. And the family in this uh, faces this issue, and I like that you guys cover that. Because the question might be, well, how did you end up in this position in the first place, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely a cautionary tale. And, you know, my parents are guilty of it, too, back when uh, there was Hurricane Sandy on the East Coast. And, and that evacuation, you know, uh, alert, and they, they didn't go. And, and I kept telling them to go, and, and the house flooded, and they were okay, but they might not have been. Yeah. And so there's a great line in, in my movie the dad's I said my character says you know things can be replaced people can't yeah. and and it's important to remember that because if you get an evacuation alert just go you know your stuff can be replaced well you have one of our uh, favorite actors uh, in in the movie as well and one of our favorite guests Lance Henriksen um, and and he yeah he 
he has he's responsible for one of the funniest moments uh, off camera here. We had one of our um, at that time a calendar girl in in the studio, and he in a very obvious jokey manner dropped his room key down in in front of her, and and we all busted out he laughing. Goes, Oops! Oops! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but but he's just he's the just best. Funny, yeah. yeah, but he he just exudes you know that sort of a uh, he, he just got that years of acting experience. Um, so so from a director's point, when you're acting in the movie as well, and you're dealing with the movie now, you didn't yeah. obviously you couldn't actually start fires in the forest, um, you know, and you're pulling all this together. Um, you know, to me, that just seems near damn impossible to be directing and acting at the same time. You know, it, it, I mean, if I if I would have done it from the beginning, it would have been more nerve wracking. But because I was already in, in the midst of it, it just uh, you know, it, I, it was something I had to do. So I, I just jumped in. But uh, but yeah, I'm proud that this film while we were filming it, we had no practical fire. We had some fire bars. We're in the middle of the woods. The last thing we want to do is start a fire. Bad PR. Nine die in film about uh, fighting fires. Right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> right. So, so we were very cautious. And, and we had a, lot, a great CGI team and a lot of stock footage. Now the fire is so good, I can't tell the difference between the two. Uh, but it really... Um, it's a, really, it's a really exciting movie. I hope people check it out. Yeah, the footage is dazzling. I mean, yeah. it, and, and the fire stuff looks looks thoroughly convincing. I have to ask you, we'd be remiss if we didn't ask you. You, you come from, a, obviously, the Twilight series. People would know you as Dr. Kyle, Carlisle Cullen. Um, that, that, mm-hmm. that fandom was insanely robust at the height of it, but it has it diminished? Uh, it still seems pretty prominent. Um, are, are you? Are, do you? Do you still get that all the time, or is it has it abated a bit? You know, I have the best fans in the world. Honestly, they've stuck by me for years, even before Twilight, and and then that, that fan base grew with Twilight, and uh, and and they're so lovely, so kind, and and I I go to you know Comic Cons and and I see them, they come out, uh, and so I. They're, they're beautiful. I hope that I hope you all the fans go see this one and stay with me on this one. Sure. Just, uh, yeah. Enjoy it. Uh, Peter, enjoy it. If in, you like Twilight, you'll love On Fire. Uh, <laughs> if you like Twilight, you'll love On Fire. Uh, in, in On Fire, is this based uh, loosely on specific people uh, and a specific fire, or is it based exactly on specific people on a specific fire? by true events so they took an amalgamation of a couple of different stories and they, they created this one but it is um, a, you know based on a lot of those true events so of the things you see in there are true and it, and it kind of gives some tips about how you can fireproof your house um, and like you said take a ways of get out get the hell out of you there's an evacuation notice mm-hmm. um, so so the beauty too is watching this family grow through this journey too you know they in a lot of these survival uh family movies they, the dad's always the hero but in this movie like every character has their heroic moments my wife has her, uh, her heroic moment my son and we work together which is a really beautiful family mm-hmm. uh, uh thing to do so it's like a good family movie well, it does something also because you have the family and every family has issues and they have problems and they have things that they're dealing with. But suddenly when you put it contextually up against something as potentially catastrophic as this, it makes you realize, yeah. it gives you perspective. Yeah, it's a beautiful, that's another beautiful takeaway that dad in this film 
my character is saddled with all this build and stress, and when he when he's saddled with trying to just survive the night, at the end of that journey, he realizes if he has his family, he has everything, which is another beautiful takeaway. Yeah. And then at the end of the film, we also give tribute to firefighters and 911 operators. There's a great 911 operator uh, storyline that's helping us through the film. So if you have a firefighter or uh, Excellent. We'll do it. All right, Peter, thank you so much for checking in on fire in theaters tomorrow. Good luck with everything, Peter Fazzinelli. Thanks, man. Yeah. Take care. We'll see you soon. All right. Uh, yeah, it looks like that's crazy that the majority of it, I didn't even think about that. The fact they're actually filming in a, in a forest. Why would you actually light things on fire? <laughs> you couldn't do that. If you're in a forest. But that it, uh, that fire looks that real. Fire, I'll tell you what it's the deal real. is. There are so There's so much high level HD footage of forest fires mm-hmm. that exist now. They've been chronicled so much. Yeah. And you've seen that. Like recently, there was a footage of the guy, it was the, the, the state... Um, the, the forest ranger driving through the trying, people yeah that end up driving through those things and, and take video of it you yeah it it yeah it, you can't believe it yeah unless you see it I mean how do you how does anybody survive that it's crazy <laughs> okay what's the Jackie Bam Bam uh, Christopher Columbus story Casey okay. so Columbus Day's coming up fourteen hundred and ninety two okay uh, but it's also called Indigenous Peoples Day right yes Indigenous oh Indigenous. boy. He, he, boy, did he have a hard time pronouncing indigenous. Indigenous? Yeah, I had to break it down into, you know, like the different syllables. I'm like, in, did, gin. And then so he did that. So what and was the first swipe at it like? So he didn't know what indigenous people meant. Right. And so then I had to give him a history lesson on Christopher Columbus. Right. And then he had asked about them, you know, with the pilgrims. I said, no, 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 no. Those guys came over yeah, on the Mayflower. the Mayflower. They came over the Mayflower. Right. Christopher Columbus brought the pilgrims over. Yeah, so I'm like, yeah, Columbus came over. It was the Nina, the Pinta, and the Santa Maria. And yeah. he's like, whoa. The pips. How do you remember this stuff? <laughs> and, and for a second there, it actually made me feel pretty good. I was like, how do I remember this stuff? Like, you know, these are things that I learned in, like, grade school. And, you I'm know, not a professor, uh, and yet I remember it. Yeah, I remember. And so I was giving him a basically a history lesson. I was blowing his mind with this history lesson of Christopher Columbus. And I go, um, you know, and I'm like, so they call it Indigenous People Day because, you know, as it turns out, he wasn't that great of a guy. You know, he came over and he wiped out a bunch of Indians or whatever. I'm like, you know, but, it, you know, uh, so it didn't get into the whole social aspect of it all. But man, was he completely blown away. And then uh, uh, and then I was like, wait a second. Was he Spanish? Or was he Italian? He was Italian and the Spanish monarchy sent him? Or was it? Mm -hmm. Okay, that's what. So I had said that and I was like kind of just blowing myself away with like how much I actually remembered and knew about Christopher Columbus. What time of day was this conversation? It was like five o'clock in the morning. That's okay. I thought so. Was it today? Uh, No, it was two. It might have been yesterday. It might have been yesterday morning. Yeah, he likes to. When he's on his way into work and when he's on his way home from work, he has his phone numbers that he calls. Well, and, uh, by the way, Jackie, especially on Friday morning uh, and Thursday morning, usually uh, he wasn't here today, but 4 a.m., 4.30 in the morning, mm-hmm. he's here. Uh, he, he was, was here. He is working on his show, especially the Friday night you call it. No, he was I saw here him this my, morning. Yeah. On my way in this morning, he was here. No kidding. Yeah. yeah. And I got here I don't like 5.15 or so, and uh, we had a nice conversation in the parking lot. He was recapping some of the um, uh, Mummers stuff from over the weekend, and, it, you know... 
it's for me, Casey, I, I get what you're saying. It, it's a nice way to start the day for me because he's so happy and it's cool to see him. Um, but um, it, it has to be relatively brief at that time mm-hmm. uh, because it, it, otherwise it's a little taxing. Well, he will not call me once if I don't answer. So if I don't answer, I always get a second call. Okay. And, uh, he, dude, he called me in the middle of the It's Always Sunny thing, right? And he yeah. called me three times. You were there. And then the third time, <laughs> I was like, audience. dude, I'm like, I'm I'm at a show right now. I'm I'm not going to answer the effing phone. <laughs> He's like, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just, he had a question about Gino Vanelli. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> Gino Vanelli. I'm the one that opened up that can of worms. Oh, yeah. God. And then, uh, right. yeah, I just want to stop yeah. and tell thank you what you I feel about you, babe. All right. Uh, well, thank you for sharing that. Yeah. I do He's the best, that. though. Yeah. Oh, my God. I'm, I'm going to buy him a green muchacho the next time I see him. Very good. Uh, you guys want to hear the most annoying sound in the world? <laughs> Is it uh, the most annoying or scary? Actually, it's the scariest sound okay. in the world. I was playing off of uh, Dumb and Dumber. Dumber. Oh. And you missed it. I know. You I missed know. it. Well. That's your jam. It's your movie. Yeah, that is my jam. All right. Well, anyway, uh, Steve sent me over this. Uh, there's a piece of audio and, and a um, an article that came along with this. Uh, it's been described as the scariest sound in the world. A little bit of hyperbole, but it is certainly scary. Somewhere between a spooky gust of whistling wind and the scream of a thousand corpses. They also oh. added in the sound of Jackie asking about Christopher Columbus. Mm-hmm. Uh, now experts have recreated the noise of the Aztec death whistle. Uh, and they built a new version of the legendary instrument with a 3D printer. Uh, they created their near, new whistle based on the design of the skull-shaped original, which was found with the skeleton in Mexico in the late 1990s. Wait, so it's a whistle? It's a whistle. It's a whistle. There uh, was an ad, Aztec... Actually, no, it was a Mayan death slide whistle, which was less impactful. Okay. Uh, it's thought that the skull-shaped whistle may have been used by Aztecs before they were killed in ceremonies to honor the god of wind, which I don't even know how to pronounce this. Uh, a heck... Kayaki. 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 He, he, yeah. he probably knows. Uh, he actal. I don't know. He actal. E H E C A T L. So never... that's Dick Clark. Cthulhu. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, the in the Aztec ceremony uh, creation myth, two gods gathered in a sacrificial fire and became the sun and the moon. But they were immobile until this thing. Uh, blew on them. And uh, this has been deemed the most terrifying sound in the world, according to the person that presented this right. uh, live. His name is James J. Orgill. Um, and so it was back in 1999, the original Aztec death whistle was found, held in the hand of a headless skeleton during an uh, excavation of an Aztec temple in Mexico City. So we'd like to, I haven't heard this yet. Just yeah. real quick, yeah. Aztec death whistle, that's a great band name. That it is, is a great it's awesome. Yeah. It's like Five Finger Death Punch. They could open for them. Yeah. yeah. All right. Um, where is it, Case? Well, I have it in the stack here, and then I have them on hotkey. So okay. You, All right. You choose. Uh, we'll do this in the stack. So I haven't heard this yet. Uh, it is, oh, it's only two seconds long. Yeah. Okay, so quickly, here is the Aztec death whistle. That's pretty cool. That's uh, like, it sounds yeah. like a woman screaming. It does. Yeah. So that's somebody blowing into a whistle? Right. Wow. So that's Awesome. And it's pretty heavy duty, like your, right? Your goat thing right there, Steve. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You ready here? And then here's my goat. <laughs> pretty damn close. Hang on. Uh, Duncan on the phone line has an Aztec death whistle. Whoa. He says. So let me go to him. Hey, Duncan, good morning. Hey, good morning, guys. How you doing, man? 
Good, good. Yes, I just was calling in. I uh, I keep one in my truck. Um, you know, just mostly for fun, but honestly, I live in the woods. Okay. Can, do you have it? We have to hear it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me uh, let me grab it here. Just a second. Give me, uh, you believe him? No, I don't. I, I but don't. I want to hear what he's coming up with. All right, go ahead. <laughs> no, we're good. We're good. Um, yeah. So this thing, I, I have people that trespass, and because I, I stock my waters with trout in the backyard, right? So I'll uh, I'll let it rip from time to time. <laughs> okay, let's hear it. And uh, keep them all. Here we go. All right. Uh, ready? Yeah. That, dude. that sounds like it, dude. Shut wow. up. That's insane. That sounds, that sounds more intense than the one we just played. Play it. Do it again. <laughs> I'll do one more here. All right. I love that. I would oh, go. All right. I would dive into the creek and drown myself. <laughs> right. If you I heard, heard that. that? Mm. They need to use that at uh, like haunted houses. Of course. Yeah. Oh yeah at uh, you know haunted hayrides and things. I wonder if they do. All right. So Duncan, so the the story that we read is is that this has just been like newly reproduced. How long have you had this? Uh, this honestly, I bought it off Amazon. For I'm on Amazon <laughs> okay, right now, dude. Then what's the big deal? Yeah, you yeah. can get this thing on Amazon. So, so yeah. this is apparently an original. Wow, it's based off a 3D image of an original Aztec death whistle. But we're looking at Amazon. Hey. You can get it for seven bucks. Duncan, you want some uh, Saw X movie passes, dude? Yeah, that sounds sick. All right, <laughs> so hang on. I'll, I'll get Bring you your some. whistle. He deserves those, no man. That's uh, that was badass. Yeah. yeah. Can we get one more? Uh, wait, he, uh, he's gone. Oh, or wait, no, I put him on hold. Hang on a second. You want one more time? One more. All right, Duncan, we have a we have a uh, an encore request, please. <laughs> one one more time, if you don't mind. Just one more. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, his neighbors are like, "What is going on?" I want a, a horn on my car like, it's like yeah, that. Sure. Oh my God. Yeah. Dude. All right. Hang on, Duncan. That's uh-huh. badass. All right, by the way, uh, Saw X, most disturbing installment of the Saw franchise yet explores the untold chapter of Jigsaw's most personal game, Saw X, which is in theater September 29th. So a little bit more about this. Uh, So uh, it was 15 years after they discovered this thing uh, that scientists uh, blew into the hole in the top of it and that sound came out. So it just... Blew into this hole. They thought it was an artifact and and didn't have a purpose to it, but then they blew into it and then they heard that noise. Yeah. Um, And although the exact purpose of the death whistle has been lost to history, there are several leading theories. Some experts think the Aztecs likely used the noise to help people's souls travel to the afterlife when they were sacrificed. Yeah. Perhaps the they original... They were big on the sacrifice. I know, it's crazy. Hey, right. Human sacrifice, a major part of their history. Uh, perhaps the original skeleton was buried with the devices of protection to scare away evil spirits as they left this world, but the whistle uh, may also have been used by warriors to strike fear into the hearts of the enemies at the beginning of a battle. I can see that. I see an application to uh, people who are constipated yeah. Uh, you blow that and it'll scare the crap out. Loosen them up. Yeah. I haven't uh, seen the movie, but apparently there's a scene in Ghostbusters Afterlife where one of the kids and 
he's hanging out with Paul Rudd blows into this uh, Aztec death whistle, and okay. so it's a part of the movie. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, the shape of the whistle mimics the shape of a human larynx, according to the experts. Oh. Uh, once the user blows into it, the air splits it. Uh, the air split in two, creating oscillating sound waves that circulate around a large chamber before escaping from a second hole. Uh, some of the whistles have a ball inside of the chamber, often made of cork, which bounces around and further distorts the sound. So that's like a um, like, like, a like a natural whistle, like yeah. a coach's whistle, or right? Something yeah, like yeah. That. So for the Aztec football team, that's what they responded yeah, to. That scream. Remember, wow, losers get sacrificed. Wow. <laughs> and then one more. Can you guys do the? Oh yeah, I cannot. You can, Case. Very nice, oh, yeah. Kathy. Can you do that? <laughs> One more time. Warm up. Oh, I did it. There you go, Kathy. Just did it. Wait. Wait, hold on. I'm not good. Nice, that's you? That's me, I can do it. Well done. So how'd you do it? Uh, I just cupped my hands and... No, And Steve. then she went... <laughs> no. That's me. Steve, look at my hands. Like this. Oh, not like you're like doing that. A, a palm fart. Yeah, you got it. Yeah, yeah, like that. Kind yeah. of. Oh, you were interlocking the fingers? That's why. No, you don't interlock the fingers. Yeah, yeah. There like you go. That, that's like it. That. That's why you couldn't do it. And you make it hollow inside. Hollow. Hollow. Whistle. Close your thumbs together, Steve. I take whistle. All right, here. I'm going to try it. A little practice. You can No, it's a bungle in the yeah. jungle. All right. Um, by the way, I forgot to mention with the Jackie Bam Bam thing. Yes. <laughs> After I told him that they came over on the Nina Pinta and Santa Maria, he asked if they came over on horses. Oh. And I said, no, boats. <laughs> He thought the horse's names were Nina Pinto. And I, I don't know what he thought, right. but I'm like, there's a giant, there's a giant body of water between oh. us and those countries. I think it was Froken's money things. <laughs> it was probably Froken's Froken's money thing. Froken's money things. All right. Uh, so anyhow, if you want an Aztec death whistle, get it on Amazon. Yeah. Get it for get it for the uh, Halloween. Yeah. yeah, absolutely, man. That, that would be a good one. Um, speaking of Halloween and the like, Chia Pet launched three brand new horror products just in time for Halloween. Uh, they have the Adams Family Wednesday Chia Pet, the Adams Family Thing Chia Pet. And the ghost face Chia Pet now available. Ah, I can't believe Chia Pet's still a thing. Dude, I love them. They're huge. We got one uh, a few years ago, and it was fun. You know, though, I don't see a a Wednesday wouldn't translate. Wednesday has those long... Uh, Yeah, I don't know if it would be her hair. She has the braids. Um, Yeah, I want to... By the way... Go ahead. I, I looked at. They actually have some other horror um, chia pets from their line that from are from years past, and one of them I'm going to get for somebody, which is the um, uh, Cthulhu chia yes. pet. Yeah. And so I thought it would have been like the face that grows out or whatever, but it's actually the hair. I don't remember it, Cthulhu having hair. Who's Cthulhu? I don't know. From the H.P. Lovecraft. It's a. You've seen the character. It's it's a. It has all these uh, tentacles coming out of its face. Gotcha. It's, um, it's a creature that surfaces in in those writings. Um, the uh, so they the Wednesday was just up on the screen here. Can you, you pull can that, that back, back up? up um, uh, I'm trying to see where where the chia comes into the whole scenario. Uh, the plant that she's looking at. 
Uh, that seems kind of lame, doesn't uh, yeah, it? Yeah, that's it's like she's at a chia store. That's lame. So she's looking down at something. I don't even know what that is. And, yeah, and it grows. Yeah. Uh, they should yeah. actually put it down about midway down her body. The chia, make it a bush. Chia bush. Shut up. <laughs> in the history of chia, somebody has had to do a seventies bush chia. So one of my favorite things. No, I bought two of them. I bought two uh, thing uh, Wednesday series things. And in a lot of the videos I do, things just sitting right behind me. I love it. What? It's like a realistic with, looking... With, with, the, with the stitches. That's regular what the show... Yeah, Wednesday put the stitches on the hand, uh, which is great. Yeah, so it's that full thing sitting behind me. All right, it. so the, the, the thing Chia Pet, he's walking on the grass, which is kind of Which is kind of fun. They got an elf one. Casey, they have an elf. I know, but like it makes no... Now he has an afro, like... I know. An afro. An afro. afro. Yeah. All right, so the other ones, the other scary ones, in case you're looking for something, you could probably get it now and have it grow out by the time Halloween arrives. Yeah. Uh, or there's a Michael Myers Chia Pet. Uh, there's a Chucky Chia. <laughs> Chucky Chia. Chucky Chia. Chucky Chia. There's two Chucky Chias and a Macchiato. Chucky Chia. Um, yeah, a muchacho. Um, then you have uh, Pennywise the Clown. That's no. pretty cool. Shut up. What? <laughs> There's a David Hasselhoff team. <laughs> now that works. There's a Bob Ross, and we I yeah. think we have one of those. And have, that's perfect, because that makes the fro. Right? I have that one. But uh, Hasselhoff, yeah. that's fantastic. Indiana Joe. Well, that's here's excellent. Willie Nelson makes sense. Yeah. It looks like he's in front of Smoking a bunch of weed. Does this stuff actually grow? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. And in fact, it's chia seeds, those things that you get at uh, sometimes at like a, yeah. a yogurt stand or something like that at, or at a buffet. Uh, so it, that's what it is. That's what you grow. <laughs> chia, Cthulhu chia is just kind of weird. Yeah, yeah like it is, isn't it? Something with green hair makes more sense, like a Beetlejuice or the Joker or who yeah. else has green hair? Um, who else has green hair? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, also on this list is uh, Gizmo from Gremlins. Mm-hmm. Uh, then you have Elvira, the mistress of the dark Chia Pet. Uh, Nightmare Before Christmas, Jack Skellington Chia Pet. And the uh, Cthulhu uh, Chia Pet. So <laughs> if you're interested in uh, that for your oh, yeah. scary season stuff. Marcus Smart of your Boston Celtics. Casey, he had green hair for a stretch. Uh, okay. Jalen Mills. Uh, Jalen Mills, yeah, the, uh, when he was uh, on the birds. Um, and that's it. Uh, Billie Eilish. Oh, yeah. Green hair. Uh, here's a great photo of uh, former UK Prime Minister Boris Johnson. <laughs> With green hair. <laughs> All right. Uh, one more scary thing. Okay. I like scary, scary things. things. And then, Smoking um, funny things. And- it, uh, folk and smutty things. <laughs> <laughs> He had to have been with us earlier this morning <laughs> to get that reference. Uh, so somebody we know was not let into Citizens Bank Park uh, just the other August. night. The alligator? Joey uh, Henny yeah. had uh, Wally the alligator with him, <laughs> his emotional support alligator, and they wouldn't let him in. I mean, um, I, I could kind of see where they're I understand. From. Uh, yeah. Uh, the Phil's website said guide dogs, service animals, or service animals in training are welcome. All other animals are prohibited. But he is a... It's a he's a... Um, uh, support. Yeah. Hey, that, he, yeah. That's what he says. He legitimately uses them. Henny is a longtime reptile rescuer. Worked with alligators for 30 years. Received his rescue pet alligator Wally from Florida in 2015. And although Wally was denied access to the game, it was seen giving out hugs to Phillies fans outside of the stadium. <laughs> so I, I don't think he was upset over this. Uh, if if so, it wasn't in the article that he was angry or anything like that, but nah. it didn't make the news. Um, Wally got... Uh, Wally came into Henny's life seven years ago as a baby gator. 
uh, when he was removed from a lagoon in Florida due to an overabundance of alligators. There was a, an alligator trying to get into a Panthers game with a human torso in its mouth. Oh. And they wouldn't let it in. They can't, you can't bring in. No, you can't. Torsos yeah, to the it, game. It says it right in the rules. Uh, while emotional support pets may not get any special privileges under federal law, Wally is allowed to go almost anywhere with Henny, uh, barring some restaurants that have rejected Wally's presence supposedly out of fear that the gator could carry salmonella. Uh, that's a concern. The legit concern. Yeah. How long do they live in captivity? I don't know. They can listen. Uh, they can live a long, long time, I believe. So chances are they will be able to see you later. I don't. All right. I already did that okay. one. <laughs> you know what, though? I did. Your delivery? <laughs> I didn't see it coming. It good. I did not see dad joke coming on that particular one. Because I was going to legitimately tell you, I remember at the, at the St. Louis Zoo, there was a, I think it was the oldest alligator in the world was living there for a while. Okay. 30 to 50 years, it says. But this one was like 80 or 90 or something did ridiculously long. Did it work out? Long. In must yeah, have. Yeah. Must have. In captivity, like if they're in a zoo, they can live 65 to 80. There you go. Oh, wow. Yeah, so I guess in the wild, it's a little more dangerous. Yes, the numbers drop dramatically if they're NASCAR drivers. <laughs> that sport is more dangerous it's than people realize. <laughs> How do they hold the steering wheel and shift? It's tough, right? Yeah, okay. That's, hence, yeah. hence the high fatality rate. Yeah, yeah for, for alligators. No, so they're very good at drafting. In uh, NASCAR. <laughs> uh, all right, I want to take a break. Yeah, let's uh, do it. Let's do that very thing. I we, think everyone wants us to take a break. We yeah. need uh, <laughs> to remind you that coming up at 10 o'clock is your next shot of winning $1,000. Come home cash, so don't miss out on that. And if, if you do, yeah, I mean, it's, we would prefer you not, but it comes along again at noon and 3 and 5 p.m. But the next chance is roughly 20 minutes away. Stay with us. We'll be back in a moment. 93.3 WMMR. Why'd you call us? I just won a thousand dollars. You club bum! Yeah! That's freaking awesome. You're a real crumb bum. Crumb bum cash. Why are you doing so well? I just want a cool G from MMR. Great day in the morning. Listen for the Crumb Bum Contest keyword for your chance to grab some dough five times a day. Absolutely awesome. I love it. Crumb Bum Cash. Thank you. Oh, my God. I can't believe this. This is so exciting. Could you use that kind of money? I sure can. Who could it? Totally. I'm with you. Sponsored by Horizon Services. Heating, cooling, and plumbing. Book online at horizoneasybook.com. I've never really won anything in my life, let alone a thousand bucks. That's excellent. From 93.3 WMMR. Thank you for listening. Hey, Pierre, all the time, man. Everything that rocks. Your wallet. Fall activities. I have a fall activities update. Oh. What is it? The Bygone Flowers Workshop at Sycamore and Stone is coming up rapidly on Tuesday, October 3rd from 5 to 7. Kathy, Marissa gave me uh, the list of all your activities. Yes. And to make sure that I kind of tease the events. I know. Leading up to them. Yes, thank uh, you. So, because some of them are uh, time sensitive. Yeah, so this one is time sensitive. I will say is I believe it's sold out. Oh, really? Yes, but go Sycamore and Stone Farm has so many classes. Like, I can't believe that I haven't had this on my fall activities list before now. And I don't get to go to Chester County that much. So um, this is out in Chester County, and they have a number of classes. So if this, um, the Bygone Flowers Workshop is sold out, uh, ch- just check out the other this classes. Jeff, There's a ton Jeff of Dallas other place? This is Jeff's place. Yeah. yeah. All right. Awesome. 
Uh, and you go to PrestonSteve.com, you get the entire list of fall activities right there for you. <laughs> you know what? Another good fall activity is uh, beer and uh, drinking and football. Fall activities. Tonight, I'll be in Maniunk, uh for the Bud Light Thursday night kickoff party at 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. Ooh. And uh, it's at Maniunk Brewing Company, which we've been to many, many times. Yes. I had to get this plug earlier, and I totally forgot, so I apologize. But uh, 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. tonight, Bud Light uh, is just an awesome sponsor for these things. We have a lot of fun. Every one of these that we do all year, all, all uh, excuse me, all season long. Casey's doing a bunch. I'm doing a bunch. Marissa's doing a bunch. Uh, we're giving away Eagles tickets. So you come tonight. You have a chance to win birds tickets. Please stop by 7 p.m., 9 p.m. tonight. It's Manny Young Brewing Company. I love that and you place. had, yeah. Nick, the last place that you were out doing, you said that the gal who won it. Oh, my God. Was just ecstatic over the moon. Yeah, she took a bus to get there. She, you know, she, she <laughs> took a bus from Brewery Town to get out. Her husband came and picked her up. It might have been the greatest winner I've ever experienced mm. at any event of of all time. Wow. Her name was Leslie. She, she couldn't have been happier. She has a Eagles tattoo. And she got to go to uh, the home opener uh, two Thursdays ago, three Thursdays oh. ago. So, um, yeah, come. You can a chance to win. It's a lot of fun. And uh, great Bud Light specials as well. Excellent. All right. Tonight, Maniunk. Tonight, uh, tonight, tonight. Uh, the Maniunk Brewing Company. Uh, so, all right. Yeah. Join Nick. And let's do the beat file. Here we go. Now, WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre all right, this morning, it is brought to you by Liberty Safes of New Jersey. I'm Route 130 in Bordentown and Route 73 in Mount Laurel. Online at LibertySafesNJ.com. Well, we'll start with this story of Virginia man blamed his wife. After TSA officers discovered a loaded gun in his carry-on bag. Of course he did. As he passed through a checkpoint <laughs> at Reagan National Airport. Uh, he was carrying a 22 caliber pistol that was loaded with five cartridges. Uh, the oh, ex- shut up, woman. X-ray unit alerted TSA officers. Police confiscated the gun and cited the man on state charges. Officials say the man blamed his wife and told them that she packed his carry-on bag. And he didn't know what the loaded gun was. He didn't know that the loaded gun was inside. I put your shaving kit and gun in your bag. Uh, he faces a maximum $15,000 fine. I remember years ago, there was a celebrity. I forgot who Sam it was. Sam Kinison. Uh, well, also Barry Switzer. The, he used to coach for the... Um Cowboys. Uh, who had, someone had planted it. Oh, that. So Sam yeah. Kennison's um, ex or wife, or they were going through a hellacious time. I forget, it might have been a girlfriend, whatever. Long story short, um, they had had a bad fight. She put a loaded thirty eight in his luggage just yep. as he was getting on oh, a flight. That's a fun little prank, that's isn't it? Oh, yeah. TSA says that 28 firearms have been confiscated this year at Reagan National Airport alone. Uh, passengers are only permitted to travel with firearms in checked baggage. And even then, you got to... Make sure that it's okay to do it. Authorities in Las Vegas say a former Popeyes employee is in custody after he fired a gun through the restaurant's drive-through window. Okay. That's the second, second story shooting through a drive-through window that we've had this morning. So let me ask you: Which food would you more willingly get shot over? Which food? Yeah, uh, Popeyes. Man, oh, you mean of the two stories? Yeah, Cur- yeah. curly fries or Popeyes? Right. Probably Popeyes. Yeah. And okay. I really, I'm, I don't get Popeyes all the time. Curly fries are just, they're not my yeah, thing. No, it's not. Oh, yeah, no. Yeah, yeah. And Popeyes chicken is good. If it were any food, it would be Emo's Pizza. You guys know that. So, oh, you get uh, mowed down. Yeah. 
Vegas police received multiple calls uh, for a shooting at the Popeyes. Uh, callers told police that an employee later identified as David Bravo had walked up to the drive-thru window and fired one shot into the restaurant. So this time the bullets are going into the restaurant well, as opposed to out like the other way. To change of pace. A manager informed officers that she had just fired Bravo earlier that evening before he returned holding what appeared to be a silver handgun. You know what? You got plucked. You're hired. Bravo was reportedly upset regarding a scheduling change and got into an argument with another employee. He said that he was going to walk out if his shift was changed. A manager advised Bravo that if he walked out, his employment would be terminated. Bravo eventually walked out, and there was no further contact with him until the reported shooting. He took out a handgun from his waistband and began knocking on the drive through window with it. <laughs> Employees moved away from the window at the sight of the gun, and while they did so, he fired once into the window, shattering it. Police say they recovered a 9mm cartridge and a bullet fragment from the scene. Uh, there was also a bullet hole in the wall that separated the employee work area from where the customers would stand to order their food. Another employee told police that Bravo was a relatively new hire. Uh, he is being held uh, in custody. Uh, they took him without incident, and he's facing charges of attempted murder. Yeah, that's that. what that is. Yeah. Two siblings, aged 10 and 11, drove away from their Florida home when their mother took away electronics as a punishment. So they stole the car. They stole the car. <laughs> 10 and 11. That's great. Uh, the pair were planning to run away to California. Yeah. They drove 200 oh miles. What? Before How they were found. They get 200 miles. 200 miles. And they were 10 and 11. So the children's oh. mother had <laughs> reported the car stolen. And Did they switch off like so the other one could get a, a break? Question. Take a nap? Uh, and the children, uh, she reported them missing, allowing police to quickly spot the vehicle. However, they believe that they were looking for a car thief. Much to their surprise, deputies observed a 10-year-old male driver exit the vehicle along with his 11-year-old sister. Wow. Uh, after an interview, police found no indication the children were mistreated <laughs> and the runaways were released back to their mother. When I was a kid, and uh, I forget what made me so upset, but I was running away from home and my mother helped me, you know, the classic, helped me pack my bag. Yeah. For some reason, my destination in mind, and I must have heard it on a TV show, was Albuquerque. Okay. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. Bugs Bunny. Bunny. Yeah. 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 Albuquerque. A lot. Albuquerque. I had a friend of mine who was, this was in junior high. She was probably like 13 years old. She and her friend stole her mom's car and drove to Buffalo. <laughs> Buffalo. From Missouri? From Missouri. Oh, my God. I don't know why, wow. but they just wanted to go How somewhere. Old they? they were like 13 years wow. old. Crazy. Yeah, I do. Can I help you, young lady? <laughs> Bill. I'm a local radio personality. <laughs> Buffalo Bill. <laughs> Steve, I do remember. I never ran away, but I do remember being like, well, I'm going to leave. My mom would be like, okay. Good. Yeah. You just stand there and stare right. at them. Write us when you get to your yeah, where you're going. Actually, I think yeah. she used to say that. Write yeah. me when you get there. Yep. One last story. An Italian lawyer who used voodoo to attempt to kill a client has been convicted, even though there's no proof that voodoo magic can actually kill a person. Mm. Uh, Barbara Raimondo was sentenced to 18 months probation for using a voodoo witch to perform black magic against an elderly family friend. Raimondo stood in uh, to inherit her house when the family friend died. You're out of order. Your voodoo witch is out of order. Uh, the Italian penal code allows for the conviction of, quote, impossible crimes. It allows for the conviction of impossible crimes. That seems sort of moronic. It does. Because right in the name, impossible crimes, yes. means it's impossible. Uh, but Raimondo's lawyer... Or is it like Impossible Burger? ...will appeal 
appeal the decision. Uh, my client, he said, believes in uh, sorceresses. Sorceresses. But we believe that in the appeal, indigenous, <laughs> that we appeal. Indigenous. This accusation will be dismissed. Uh, in addition to the voodoo charge, Raimondo was also found guilty of embezzlement. Too. Now go to that voodoo. That, that you do so well. All right, and that is what I have in the Bizarre File for you, and it is now 10 o'clock. 93.3 WMMR, Philadelphia. You're a real crumb bum. It's time for a crumb bum cash keyword. All right, and the word is Laga. No, it's actually it's laugh. L-A-U-G-H. It's spelled like Laga. It's L-A-U-G-H. Laugh is the word. You have until 15 minutes after the hour to enter that. There are three ways for you to do it. Enter it at WNMR.com or via the MMR app. Or you can text it to the special contest short code number, which is 45911. One random entry wins $1,000 in our company-wide contest. And each winner gets a call from Beasley. So make sure you answer your phone. Contest rules available at WMMR.com. Sponsored by Horizon Services. Again, the word is laugh. That is our crumb bum cash keyword. So enter that now. We are going to take a break. We'll return in just a moment, and we'll get the lesson question, the trash, the music news as well. Stay down. Threw out all your radios for a fancy speaker that talks back to you? Well, don't forget, you can still listen to us by saying, open MMR. You can even tell it you want to wake up to MMR, just like your grandpa's clock radio used to. Imagine that. Get social with Preston and Steve. Find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. And coming soon to OnlyFans. I'm kidding. Football's back, and this Eagle season, there are huge prizes to be won at Acme. Enter Acme Swooping and Win Sweepstakes, and you could win up to $10,000 cash for 2024 Eagle season tickets. And all you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at acmeswoopinandwingame.com. Acme makes sure Eagles fans have all their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. Stop in and discover why football is better at Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. Winter may seem like a strange time to replace the windows in your home, but with Window Nation, it's the perfect time. Right now, Window Nation is offering you 50% off all window styles. Plus, you can get 0% interest for five years. So get rid of those cold, drafty windows that are costing you more to heat your home. With savings this big, it's time to give Window Nation a look. It's easy. Simply call 866-90NATION or visit windownation.com to get started. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Beautiful song uh, from Blink-182, 93.3, WNMR, one more time. Uh, Marissa was bringing me up to speed because I haven't really stopped to listen to the lyrics and check out the poignancy of that song. But it's about uh, those guys getting it back together all this time after all this time and how unfortunately a lot of uh, terrible things had to happen in between and uh, got them thinking about each other and getting back together. She I said love Pierre that. was running down the story of it and had her in tears yeah. uh, the other day. So uh, music, very emotional. It's a wonderful thing. Can, uh, you know, move you to tears or move you to dancing or move you to, I don't know, Mokin's funny things. 
Falcon money. <laughs> I'll figure it out. The Falcon's money things. All right. Um, today's lesson question prize is a four-pack of Hershey Park tickets that we will give away if you can answer a question to us. All right. For our resident news expert, Kathy Romano, finish this catchphrase. Enough of the news. Now back to the what? <laughs> so this was this is one of our earliest yeah, yeah. Uh, stupid or, uh, lesson questions because that was from 6.15 this morning when Kathy was doing the news. So for a resident news expert, I will I will be impressed if someone gets this. If not, no big deal. Uh, for a resident news expert, Kathy Romano, finish this catchphrase. Enough of the news. Back to the <laughs> what? 215-263-WMMR. While you're calling, we'll do the trash. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. Brought to you by Bates Motel. Half price tickets for a very limited time at WMMR.com. Use the keyword deal. It's our big friggin' deal. And let's see what's going on this morning. Steve, what do you have for us? Well, Colin Kaepernick, who recently compared the NFL to antebellum slave owners, reportedly wrote to the New York Jets after Aaron Rodgers was injured, asking them to consider signing him. Said Kaepernick, quote, about that whole slave owner thing. I hope you didn't take it the wrong way. A Bradley Cooper, seen out and about New York City, sporting a new buzz cut. Cooper says he wanted a complete break from playing Leonard Bernstein, but did admit that he was using that large prosthetic nose as a condom. Oh, oh my God. And finally, Katy Perry dropping some obvious hints that she's going to be part of a new Peppa Pig movie. Perry would not specify which character she would be playing, but it is reasonable that that character will have enormous Let's see if someone does indeed know the answer to this question for our resident news expert, Kathy Romano. Finish this catchphrase. Enough of the news. Back to the what? And we will go to Chris. See if we can get the answer. Hey, Chris, good morning. Chris. Yes. All right, Chris, good morning to you. Good morning. All right, Chris, enough of the news. Now back to the booze. Yes. Well done, my man. Hang on. You just got yourself a four-pack of Hershey Park tickets. How about that? And Hershey Park Halloween is now open. Friday through Sunday, you can buy your tickets now at HersheyPark.com and visit this weekend, of course. Now, Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. Brought to you by Bad Fish in a tribute to Sublime this Saturday at the TLA. Doors open at 7. All tickets are free while supplies last. I don't think I've ever heard of anything like that. No, 21 and over. It's Bad Fish at TLA this Saturday presented by Nova Farms. All right, we'll start with the fact that Bruce Springsteen has pushed his remaining 2023 tour dates to next year, like all of them. He, recently, he postponed his uh, September shows to receive treatment for peptic ulcer disease. My peptic ulcer, Kathy. And what is that again? Um, so an ulcer is when like right. the lining in your stomach right. becomes really, really thin, and you can there can you know can basically cause a hole, and it causes a lot of pain. I think. Yeah, yeah. very much. So. so is that is that it? Is that the just the official or the medical term for it? I've never looked up the, the word peptic. I know that you know, like Pepto Bismol that comes from peptic. This is so. different. Uh, but no, it's it's in that general area of your stomach. So I don't know. Nick's going to look that up real quick and uh, see if we can get an answer for you. A statement on his socials read that he is 
steadily recovering and will continue treatment through the rest of the year on a doctor's on doctor's advice. Uh, Bruce wrote, thanks to all my friends and fans uh, for your good wishes, encouragement, and support. I am on the mend and can't wait to see you all next year. Yeah, I mean, it's exactly what you're describing, Preston. It can affect a bunch of different layers in the digestive system, including the esophagus, but it can be really burning, an ache, and just bad uh, abdominal pain for long stretches and certainly would make it difficult to sing and or perform on stage. Especially him. Yeah, he runs around like a madman. Uh, New dates will be announced next week and will uh, take place at the originally scheduled venues. Already purchased tickets will remain valid. Earlier this week, Rolling Stones released a short teaser for one of their songs, Sweet Sounds of Heaven. We played that yesterday. Lady Gaga is featuring it, and I had said there's a little piano part, and I'm like, oh, I wonder if Lady Gaga is playing piano on that. No, Stevie Wonder. At least I assume it's Stevie Wonder because it says here that uh, Stevie Wonder and Lady Gaga are featured on the song. And I didn't hear him singing in the tease clip, so I assume that's him on piano. As of today, it's officially their new single, Sweet Sounds of Heaven, is from their upcoming album, Hackney Diamonds, which is set for release on October 20th. Elvis Costello has announced a U.S. tour uh, for next year. I didn't see any dates in our area. That doesn't mean that they won't expand. I've seen him a number of times, um, and most of, most of the times he's great. Uh, it's called the 707 Tour. We'll kick off January 10th in Tallahassee. And along with his imposters bandmates, uh, he'll be joined by longtime Bob Dylan collaborator, guitarist Charlie Sexton. Wow. I didn't know that Charlie Sexton worked with Bob Dylan? And neither did I. So uh, Charlie Sexton was a 1980s had a song called Beats Alone. He was 16 years old. Right. He was kind of a phenom. And uh, guitarist and kind of had this um, uh, David Bowie yeah. vibe to his vocals. Hey, but, uh, and I guess he went and worked with Bob Dylan. But uh, tickets go on sale Friday for those shows. And then one last thing, U2, Atomic City, the song, will premiere tonight with Jackie Bam Bam. He'll have it at midnight. All right. In fact, it'll be 12.01 or so. We have to wait officially until Friday to be able to play it. Um, and Whether you're an immigrant or indigenous. <laughs> I, I have no idea uh, what the tone of the song is going to be as of yet, so it'll be exciting. I've heard tell that it's a good tune. Yeah. Bill yeah. Weston, I think. Very excited about that. Uh, heard it and commented on it, so that'll be tonight. You can expect that with Jackie Bam Bam right after midnight, so do not miss out on that. And that is all. In That's excellent. Case. Yes. I will take a break when we return. Letter of the day for the Word of the Week. Uh, what it word? of the week prize indigenous <laughs> and we'll wrap up the program see what Pierre's got going on stay with us we'll be right back the MMRE is coming to your neighborhood tonight from 7 to 9 Nick McElwain from the Preston and Steve show rocks the Maniunk Brewing Company 4120 Main Street in Maniunk with the Bud Light Thursday night kickoff enter for a chance to win a pair of Eagles Miami tickets courtesy of Bud Light and enjoy Bud Light specials a Thursday as we are wrapping up the program we officially head into no sad bro territory uh, unfortunately the the weather's sad Sad. Sad. Uh, it's going to be crappy tomorrow. Like, we're talking rain all day, um, and then rain in the morning on Sunday, Saturday, and then after that, it kind of perks up and is okay. Upper 60s. Sunday, it completely turns around. Sunshine, 78 degrees. So, I'm, I will start my uh, Halloween decorations. <laughs> Here we go. And on then, Sunday? Well, I'm going to probably start them tomorrow, even in the rain. Okay. I'll sink my hooks in my new super-duper security system, and then... Uh, and then I'll, I'll take advantage of the polishing stuff, the light setting, 
in the warmer weather at the beginning of next week. Okay. That's the polish. It's very complex. It is. Yeah. He can't wait another week. He can't. He, <laughs> I, I, it, I can't. It poured, he got rained out last weekend. Kids this, are asking. This weekend, not as much rain. So he's, yeah. he's doing it. He's going out. Okay. Good luck. Yeah. Wish you Godspeed, I, sir. I want to see. The kids love it. Kids will actually ask, when is it going up? My next door neighbor, a little girl, was, and I oh. have some <laughs> hardcore stuff. But they love it. Doing it for the kids. For the kids. Yeah. Do it for the kids. Yep. And a little firm saw. So. Uh, a little bit firm saw. So. <laughs> yeah. I would like to thank our guests. Uh, we had a great conversation with Will Friedle. Yeah. Boy Meets World. And they have Pod Meets World. The Kids Want to Jump Tour. And it's Saturday at the Met. And uh, I'm, if you'd like to go check it out, if you ever watched uh, Boy Meets World, or been a fan of the the many voiceover characters he's done. It was a great interview. He was terrific. And, and honestly, I, I, I watching some of the shows they've recorded a number of them. Uh, they're great. Yeah. The, 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 the live audience goes crazy for it. Uh, so you can check the uh, the YouTube stream if you want to watch it back or the podcast. And also, uh, Peter Fascinelli was on the program. Yes, and he's got a movie called On Fire. Uh, which will be in theaters tomorrow, by the way. So uh, we thank him for coming on the program. All right, we need to do our letter of the day. Case, you going to do it doing that? Or? Yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, here we go. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the Daily Letter. And the Preston and Steve show is brought to you today by the letter. O, as in O, range. <laughs> That's not even a word. Ah! All right, and we're going to give away the Word of the Week prize tomorrow. Four-pack great seats. Uh, center Orchestra, just eight rows behind the uh, pit seating area to see Jerry Seinfeld Friday, October 6th at 9.30 at the Met. Tickets for both shows uh, that night are on sale now via Ticketmaster. The 7 p.m. show is nearly sold out. Go to contest page WMMR.com. We have another chance for you to win tickets there. And like I said, Jerry's going to be on our show next week. Pretty wild. I would like to thank our sponsors. The President and Steve Show is brought to you today by Duncan. And the President and Steve Show runs on Duncan. Also brought to you by Meineke for tires, brakes, batteries, exhaust systems, and more. Meineke doing car care right. Like I said, no sad bro tomorrow. Uh, we will have joining us on the program comedian Ryan Hamilton. Uh, and Jake Tapper is going to be on the show. He's got a new novel, uh, like a mystery novel. All right, so that and many more things that we will apply to tomorrow. Oh, uh, Nick, yes, tonight. Yeah, yeah. Before, you're, you're out and about. I'm before sorry. Before we skate out, yeah, tonight, yes. uh, 7 p.m. to 9 p.m., uh, Maniunk Brew Pub. Um, we're going to have a lot of fun with Bud Light, some awesome Bud Light specials, but the main reason to come, you can win Eagles tickets, so you have to be present to win, but come, and uh, all you have to do is drop an entry form into a box. We'll give away those Eagles tickets before we leave at 9 p.m., 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. tonight, Maniunk Brew Pub. Will you guys be focusing money things? We will be, yes. Uh, probably outside. <laughs> all right. Uh, that's it for Dunray, John. Have a great day. We'll see you tomorrow, friend. Bye-bye. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Hey everybody, it's good to have you on the bat ba two ba two ba 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 ga ga ba ba da. When Shopify says you can sell anywhere, they mean it. Whether you're at the beach or in the mountains, Shopify is the all-in-one commerce platform that simplifies selling to anyone from anywhere. Don't let the technical stuff slow your sales down. Because with Shopify, you can monitor inventory, track sales, fulfill and ship orders from anywhere with an internet connection. Join the platform simplifying commerce for millions of businesses worldwide and start selling with Shopify today. Sign up for a $1 trial at shopify.com free 23. Shopify.com free 23.